Hello, welcome. I gotta get. I gotta. I gotta not end her with that every time. Hello, I don't even know where that comes from. <laughs> <clears throat> I seriously don't. So, welcome to the pastor and professor. I gotta move this because this is. I'm seeing the the feed live. Um, so, welcome to the show. My friend Doug here and I are here with my friend Janice tonight, and I'm so so excited about tonight's episode. We have a couple things to go over first and talk about, but uh, I am so excited for you guys to meet Janice um, and hear her story. She's going to share a lot of stuff with us, and I am I'm just I'm I can't be more excited. And I'll tell her I'll tell you about our, kind of my history with Janice uh, coming up here. But uh, we have a couple announcements, Doug. How was your week? First of all, good week, good week. Uh, still working out some car issues, uh, but you know when you got good friends that loan you a vehicle, keep you afloat. Uh, it's always a bonus. And uh, so shout out to Verena for hooking me up while she was traveling and uh, really appreciated, but uh, a good week. You know, I was thinking, you know, this last week was St. Patrick's Day, St. Patty's Day as yep. we call it here. And maybe your hello was a bit Irish. It was- I am Irish. Irish going to, it sounded very, hello, top I'm of the morning to you. I'm going to go with that. You know, I can't okay. do any, I can't do any impressions or anything or any accents <laughs> right, and stuff. Right. I, I can only yeah, do the right. one British one, which I've already worn out with my kids. So, right. and I, but I I'll do it again. Anyhow, just I'm going to, uh, yeah, yeah. Are you British? That's all I got. That's, <laughs> that's all, all got. I got. Um, right. well, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I talked to Doug, uh, a little bit this week too. I've had a kind of a rough week. Um, and I'm thankful that I've had Doug to kind of rely on this week because it was a it was a rough week. On what I was already tearing up. Um, I said I was not going to cry on this episode, so I'm not going to. Um, we'll see what Janice will probably have me in tears. Um, um, yeah, it was just a rough week. You know, resurfacing some things and um, some things came up uh, doing the Heartbeat Radio Show. Which, yeah, no, I forgot I have my cough button. Um, yeah, some things came up during the Heartbeat Radio show, uh, and it's, I was talking to Doug earlier this week, or maybe it was yesterday even, about how all the songs that I'm using in those shows are songs from my past that I have connection with, that have meaning for me, uh, different seasons in my life. But I'm experiencing them differently now, going through them now. It's just, I don't know, it's just, they're hitting me so hard, and this week's episode particularly, 
hit me so hard that I was driving down the road and I had to pull over. It was that bad. Uh, the guys next to me in the stoplight were looking at me. I'm like, I, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. Or, yeah, big, yeah. Big, let's let's go with that. It wasn't that bad. It was that good. Sure. Because you're you're yeah. you're experiencing them in a different way, and they're they're moving you still, and they're you know it's a different effect, but it's a good effect. Let's let's go with the positive here. Yes. Yeah. And you know, and I think next week we're gonna dive in, in, into some of the things that happened this week with me. So Doug can can kind of walk me through some of this stuff, and I can share it with you. But uh, I've had some some pretty big revelations this week as well about um, uh, my past and like some connections with my past and so forth. And if you did listen to Heartbeat Radio, the end of that uh, episode, I I know the last couple weeks I've alluded to uh, a revelation I had a few weeks ago. I guess about a month or so ago. Now I've hinted to it several times, um, just wasn't ready to share it. But I did start sharing it a little bit on Heartbeat Radio. Uh, kind of teased it there, and so next week I'll tell the full the full story. Um, and it's still continuing to unravel a little bit, uh, as I found out yesterday, driving down the road. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> orange juice was not a good idea. Orange juice yeah. was not a good idea. No, no, no. Um, as a vocalist, I would my throat you, is swelling. My throat is swelling. Hot, hot tea <clears throat> with lemon and honey is your friend. Yes, yes, yeah, it should be. It should be. All right. So um, we have a we have a, a big show, so I want I want to get into it. We do have some announcements and uh, I want to bring in Janice because I am I'm I'm shaking. I'm I, I don't get nervous and I'm, I'm not nervous, I'm excited. I just I'm really yeah, super excited. You I yeah. Oh wait, let me get through these announcements first. All right. Yes. So let's again, go, go. this is the uh, the episode I was mentioning. Uh, the, the You Found Me episode, Heartbeat Radio. I think it's episode five. Uh, I may have another one coming out tomorrow, I'm not sure. Depends how my energy level. It's been a rough Rough week. I had to cut down on my other show uh, to be able to conserve energy. But uh, yeah, this is a this is all songs from uh, all songs from mainstream media or mainstream uh, artists that have uh, Christian or gospel songs uh, that you may or may not know. I use the reference of U two. A lot of people know U 2s Christian background, um, mm-hmm. and there's a couple of Prince songs on there. People, a lot of people know Prince's uh, religious upbringing and some of his stuff, um, and some of his music is very clearly. Uh, Christian oriented. Um, but yeah, there's some mm-hmm. things on there that'll shock, shock people. Um, but it was great. It was, I loved going through it. I've been replaying it. Uh, I hadn't listened to some of those songs in a long time and uh, I, I loved going through it. So it's all songs that you've heard on the radio. Uh, you might not know the backstory of it. You may have just heard it, loved it, not really paid attention to the lyrics or knew where it came from. Um, I don't know how many people knew that. Are you going to go my way from Lenny Kravitz is, you know, his mm-hmm. song to God from, for him. Um, he says, I am the yep. chosen one. I am the one. What I really want to know is, are you going to go my way? You're going to go my way. So, yeah. so just you know, a lot of songs like that. It was great. I loved it. <clears throat> Hope you enjoy it. That's out now. Um, you'll be very proud of me if anybody's listening. Sarah, anybody else is out there that's a regular watcher. Our podcasts are now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. But I never yes. have the right graphic. I only have the two. And now I have all three. Until now. I have all three. So, yes. yeah, so if you are like listening to our show um, or be able to more easily cut me off, um, hey, you got to give us credit. Our shows have only been like an hour long the last couple weeks after yeah, the first several good. that were or nine. But uh, so if you're one of those people who like to uh, <laughs> listen to it on the radio or in the car while you're shoveling snow here in northern Michigan or going to the beach out in California, um, uh, you know, or working out, taking a walk, hiking, treadmill things like that. Gym. Yeah, yeah, treadmill. Um, I think it looks, it sounds good. sounds good on the, on, yeah. the, on the podcast. So we have that. Uh, another plug for Elevation Nights. I did finally send my stuff for media credentials for it. So we will see what Ooh. happens. I'm, I'm, 
I'm, I'm holding, I'm crossing my fingers because that'll open some doors for some other things. So I'm hoping, uh, I am going, I'm going to the Grand Rapids, I'm sorry, the, the Indianapolis show for sure. So I can take my kids to see Nana and Papa. Uh, so we're going to go down there. Uh, super excited about that. Uh, I heard a rumor, I heard a rumor that Chandler Moore might be joining the, 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 um, uh, the show. I don't know if for the whole thing or a couple. Um, probably won't be Indianapolis, but you know, ho hopefully so. Right. But if if I get to Elevation Nights with a media pass, I just found out that Maverick City is going on tour this summer with Kirk Franklin. Nice. <clears throat> I've Ooh. seen Kirk Franklin a couple times, and I told you I told you earlier that I actually have a couple stories about Kirk Franklin. One mm -hmm. isn't my story, but I ended up I saw him in Chicago. My wife and I saw him in Chicago. And uh, it was at Willow, if you're familiar with Willow uh, Church in, in Chicago, mm -hmm. outside of Chicago. Yep. Um, and he was there, and he, I've seen him a couple times. He's just, his shows are just amazing. I love him. I've, I've always loved him. Um, and his shows just, I was, I, I'm, I don't, I've met a lot of celebrities. I've been around a lot of celebrities, especially being out in California. Doesn't phase me at all. But I was nervous with Kurt Franklin. I was just like, Annette's like, go up, talk to him. I'm like, I know. Kurt Franklin. Um, so uh, <laughs> I'm excited. I, I was excited about Maverick City going on the road. Then I saw... It's with Kirk Franklin. I'm like, come on. So I'm thinking now that if I get a media pass for one, maybe it opens the doors for me to go to any of the shows the I want to see. Um, yes. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. So they're, they're on tour this summer. Uh, a lot of dates um, all through summer, June, July, and August. I did write some of them down. Somebody threw my, my sheets out. I don't. I don't know where they went, so I don't have the dates. But I did put a link to the Elevation Worship or Elevation Worship or Elevation Nights and this in the description of the show, so that is on there. Um, also, I haven't mentioned this the last couple of weeks because we've focused on the Heartbeat Radio, but I have expanded a Professor's uh, Epic Playlist. It's now two hundred strong song or two hundred wow. songs strong, and a lot of the stuff came from when I was doing the Heartbeat Radio show. But it's a just a master jam list of all kinds of stuff it's mostly christian gospel stuff um there are some secular songs in there but again that i have connection to them um like lifehouse for example things like that um some stevie wonder on there stuff like that so uh if you haven't nice. listened to that in a while there's all kinds of new stuff the new elevation lion album some of those songs are on there and, and stuff like that so so that's next Good one stuff. um i also want to mention one of my favorite uh, events in Chicago. When I lived in Chicago, I used to go all the time. I lived in the South Loop and loved it. There are two things I would never miss. The Gospel Festival, which is now the Chicago Muse or Gospel Music Experience. Uh, it's not the festival anymore. It's called the Experience. And the Blues Fest. Those are the two things I would make sure I never missed when I was there. I loved it. I'd bring a chair, plop there, and just stay there all weekend, basically. So uh, that is June 4th, I believe, in Chicago. Chicago's still a little bit of a mess with COVID, so I'm not sure how they're handling all that stuff. It seems like not all the details are there, and you'd think they would be by now. But uh, it's scheduled for March uh, or uh, June 4th. So, um, so if you can make it to one of those, uh, it's if you're in Chicago or anywhere near there or any, any of these yes, elevation nights, the, the kingdom tour for Maverick city, if you're anywhere within five hours of these things, get in the car and go get in the car, Make put your Spotify playlist. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, it's, it's worth it, worth the experience. And you know, Chicago's awesome. Anyhow, there's so many things to do there. So, um, okay, one more thing, or actually two more things. I have a reminder for Doug and I. One, I want to make sure that we plug the book again because we're going to dive back into the book next week. Um, we've had three, I think three, three, I think three really good weeks uh, kind of mm -hmm. having Doug introduce the book and getting into the first uh, of the five foundational identities of the church. So 
we are going to be diving deeper into that. Yes. I need to take a break, so say something. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back into it, but I'm equally excited with our guest tonight. Um, as Jay chugs down more. Uh, That's all I have. That's all I have. Unhealthful um, orange juice, it's which I love in the morning. It's I swelling. love in the morning. <laughs> I love orange juice, but, but it's so thick. And it's like, I, I feel my throat swelling. So, but all right, so book, I'm going to be clearing uh, my throat a lot. Yes, yes. Um, the description uh, books in the page description yep. link to the book, I should say. Yeah. So if you haven't had a chance to pick it up on Amazon, you can also get it on Barnes and Noble, uh, Kindle. It's available, whatever your reading preference. I am currently getting ready to jump into and knocking out the audio version of this within the next month or two. Uh, so hopefully that'll be available on all platforms very, very soon, mm -hmm. but, uh, go ahead pick it up. It'll help you to jump into our conversation and ask questions either this yeah. week before we get back into it or next week as we get back. It's into a it. really great read as we I've mentioned many times. And, um, um, yeah, I did, I don't know if I told you, I did find my Kindle finally. Oh yeah. It was under my kid's bed. So I went to went in my kid's bedroom, uh, the other day and the bedroom was mostly clean until I looked under the bed and it, bed. <laughs> honest to God, it was, it was from the floor to the top of the bed packed where you couldn't even pull anything out. It was yeah. just, well, that's how we push. clean as kids. We just shove it under the bed, right? So my little brother did. Um, <laughs> yeah, whatever, oh. whatever. But I did find my Kindle and I have, I have all my, my, my notes and so forth. Um, I did. Monica, up, Monica just shouted out. She goes, kids. I heard. Like she's, I know. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's because <laughs> you do it. Finger was pointed. <laughs> <laughs> no, my cats do it. Mm, uh, they drag sure. stuff under the bed. Sure. I do keep things under all right. the bed. That's a storage <laughs> area. But it's it's neat, or at least I'd like to think. It's I want to see a picture. Probably disagrees. Okay. I want to see a picture. Bonnie, take me a picture. Send it to me right now. <laughs> um, all right, so go ahead and pick up the book. So I wanted to take just a second because I was getting ready for the show. So excited for Janice to to join us, and so I, was, I, was, I have a new set of scenes tonight. If you if you haven't noticed, we had a different opening. We have different scene here. Um, try to kind of simplify things and clean things up, but I ran across something we did in the very first show, and I want to remind each other of oh. our words for the year. So, um, so Doug, you want to just talk this, about this real quick? Yeah, and I'm assuming this is the surprise that you had. Yes, it is the surprise. All right, surprise. okay, good. Well, I'm surprised in a good way. Yeah, I just um, we yes. haven't talked about it, and it really it yeah. hasn't been in the forefront of my mind. So I thought it was a good time to bring it up. Yeah, this was what we felt like the Lord had spoken to us as we crossed over in, into 2022 as kind of a focus for us and, and things that he wanted to do with us and that we should focus on for ourselves. Uh, so the words new and renew, uh, and I'll take the second word first, um, that we felt like God was saying that he was going to renew a lot of things for us as individuals, for us as a married couple, for us in ministry. And then also that the new part of it was that we were going to walk into some things that we had never walked into before or, or do some things that we had never done before. Obviously, here we are doing a podcast and this yep. is new. So those are my two words for this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I loved running across these. I was just I just happened to see the graphics. And so mine was Rise, um, which, yeah. It, to be honest with you, I, I, I'm a little disappointed because I haven't, it hasn't been in the forefront of my mind. I don't have it somewhere right now that I'm seeing it regularly. So I'm going to, I'm going to make that change and make sure I have it on taped around my office and my, in my studio uh, and on go. my phone and things like that. Um, Cause it is really powerful, especially with everything I'm going, going through. And I, I, I feel like, you know, God is rising 
raising me up from, from all this and, and yes, and rebuilding me, um, and, and, and paving the way for what's next for me. So, um, I mean, this was a very emotional task. I've done this thing many times, you know, pick a word for the year many times. And, you know, by middle January, it's done. I don't think about it. It's like new year's resolutions, you know? Um, but this was a really powerful experience for me this year with everything I've been through. Um, and so I want to keep on reminding myself. So that's why I wanted to bring it, bring it out. So good. Thank you. I thank you for, for myself too. So I am going to bring on Janice here in a second, but I want to kind of give you a kind of a rundown of how I met Janice. So Janice and I, um, met, uh, I, I almost said Janice and I met online, which probably didn't, wouldn't come across the right way. Um, we were at a conference online, a virtual conference. And I believe, and she can correct me if I'm wrong, I think we were in a breakout room together uh, at an event uh, doing a paired interview. Um, and during that paired interview, uh, we got a little personal. And it was like a 15-minute or so thing, maybe a little bit longer. Um, but I learned a little bit about her family, her work, um, and her faith just shined through in that. And even this was before my heart attack. So this was, you know, last year. So I was still, you know, that's the time when, Things were really stirring in me. Stirring in me. I was listening to music uh, more and more um, to kind of bring me back uh, centered a little bit. And so I, I had this instant connection with Janice uh, right away, and I was looking forward to reconnecting with her after the, the the conference. And you know, we've had some Facebook messages back and forth. And she's one of the people. Not gonna cry. Um, she's one of the people that reached out and asked. You know, just checked and see how I was doing after she heard about my my heart attack. Um, and that's you know always. Not gonna, not going to. Um, so there's a special place in my heart for for that. But I am, I just, I've, I just, I felt this connection to her. I've never heard, never told her this. Um, I get to see her on Facebook and her friends and family and her and her kids living her life with her kids. And I'm just, just makes me smile every time her, I see her face on on Facebook. And I was always interested to having this conversation. So now we just get to do it live. So. Um, so I'm going to bring Janice. She is a coach. She's a consultant. She's a mother of three girls widespread. They wait to hear about this one. Um, a wife, uh, she's an entrepreneur, all kinds of hats going on. And, uh, at least from what I see, she's one of those people that I'm looking at that, uh, as that this is all new for me, walking in my faith more differently than I ever have before. You know, she's a role model for me in that. Um, and, and as I Mm -hmm. get more and more comfortable, you know, doing the show and talking about my faith and walking my faith and living it out loud. Uh, people like this inspire me. Um, so I'm going to do Janice, if you want to unmute yourself, if you haven't already, um, I am going to bring, there's Janice Anderson. Hello. Are you unmuted, Janice? Hi, everyone. Oh, you are, you are, you are. Hello, you are. hello, hello. Now we have a huge yes, delay. Yes, can you hear me? Yes, we do. Okay. I okay. can, but we have a huge yes. delay. It'll probably go away in a second. Um, not yet. We may have to have you call and call okay. back in. That, that seems to fix it real quick. Um, so let's see if, uh, why don't you do that, Janice? Why don't you real quick disconnect and call back in, and then things will resync. Seems like we have to do this once a week. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Here we go. Um, and then I'll bring her back in. Just seems like something we do, you know, everything's fine before the show. And then. Yeah. Right. It doesn't like the there she l- is. elongated mute. No, it doesn't. Yeah. There she is. So how now? You're, you're great now. You're great. So. Oh, perfect. Janice, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for for joining us. And I again, I'm I you know I guess you can tell I'm excited from all my Facebook posts and messages and and so forth. So uh, thank you so much for for 
joining. And I guess one of the things uh, I want to know is why. Why did, why did you decide to uh, agree to come on the show? <laughs> well, first, thank you so much for having me on your show. Um, nice to meet you, Doug, again. And I said yes because of you. Um, that encounter at that retreat, uh, that workshop we came to, it was like, our session was explosive for me. We instantly connected. It was instantly vulnerability. And I was like, I like this guy. He's cool. And so um, then I heard about what happened. And I was like, what? The professor? How did I know this? You know, like, how did I not know this? How did I miss this? And every encounter I've ever had with you has been infectious. Um, I've always just enjoyed our time together. And when you asked, I was like, absolutely. If I can make it happen, I'll be there. And then when I learned about the topic, I was like, what? We can talk about Jesus. Yes, sign me up. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, did, I didn't give you a whole lot of notice. I mean, I think I, a couple of weeks ago, I had mentioned about you being a guest on the show. And then I think, was it yesterday? Was it yesterday? I, yeah, it yeah. literally was yesterday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And she said yes. So I was like, it's last second thing. I started shifting gears to this show. I was like, why not? Let's just see. So um, thank you. Those are very, very nice words. And um, yeah, it's, you know, you reaching out to me uh, after you found out meant the world to me. It's um, you know, still, still difficult for me to talk about sometimes. And, you know, and, th and there's a lot of people that haven't reached out, you know, people in my, in my world that haven't reached out, which is, you know, somewhat hurtful and I'm trying not to try to not for it to be, but uh, for the people like yourself to reach out mean means the world to me. And um, yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I loaded a whole bunch of stuff in that email to you. Like, you know, we have, there's a lot to go through. I don't know what we're going to get through. I know the three things. <laughs> I know three okay. things. I want you to, to tell your God story or spiritual journey. I want to come up with a segment name for this. I don't, we still haven't figured this out yet. Um, so we're coming up, we want to have a name for this segment, but some, some, your, some of your journey, um, as much or as little as you want to share and as deep or shallow as you want to go, whatever you're comfortable sharing with us. Uh, but just kind of how God has worked in your life. Um, and you know, your story or your walk with God. Um, Cause I don't know it. I, I just, I see what I see on Facebook and know what I know from talking to you, but I don't know how you came to, to Christ. I don't know if it's a lifelong thing, a family thing or a conscious decision as an adult. I have no idea. So I'm anxious to, to find out about that. So I want to do that. And that'll be the bulk of this. And who knows where that leads us. It might lead us to all kinds of other fun places. Um, and uh, I want to talk a little bit about parenting if we have time and definitely want to talk about music. So we, those segments don't have to be real long, but I do want to touch base on that because Janice, I asked Janice again, this happened yesterday. And this morning I asked her to send me some songs and maybe her go-to songs that kind of lift her up and, and, uh, and in times of need and makes her feel good, makes her want to dance, stuff like that. So she did it. She sent it to me. Was this something already created or do you actually create it? I created it. I literally awesome. pulled up my phone and was like, okay, boom, 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 boom. Awesome, awesome, <laughs> awesome. Well, we, we will look at that in a little bit. I can't okay. wait to look. I'm trying not to look. I did see Jamie Grace on there. That's the only the only thing yes. I saw, and I love Jamie Grace, so, <laughs> so we'll get in there. So, um, okay. so yeah, if you want to start just by any, – anywhere you want to start, um, kind of your, your, your life story in relationship to – or in regards to your relationship with God. So this is interesting. I have been a believer since age nine. So I grew up in church um, and I grew up in a Pentecostal holiness church. And from age nine to about 11 and a half, that's where I was introduced to God. And then when we were, when I was 12, 11 and a half, 12, we went to non-denominational church. So I grew up 
with the relationship with the Lord. Now, here's the thing. I was saved at nine, filled with the Holy Ghost with evidence of tongues at age 11. And then my journey. So I, I like to say I've been saved my whole life. But then I kind of quit God when I went to college. So I had put him on hold. was like, okay, I'm in college. God, hold up for a minute. I don't even know if I said my grace in college. You know what I'm saying? Like I was this, you know, and if you, if you, if you've been around any holiness um, experience, you know, you really want to honor God. You're making sure that you follow the rules. You know, I, I know I got saved every week because I was like, I lied to my mama, God, I'm sorry. And so I was repenting and getting saved again. And so from that young lady to, I'm not even saying my grace when I go to school in college, I'm like, God, I'm gonna put you on pause. And then my journey, by the time I got back to my twenties, it was back to God again. You know, I quit him for a little bit, but mm -hmm. he was my go-to. And, um, you know, it's been a whole lot of things in between. And so I like, while I, I say that because my story is very colorful and I'm very imperfect. And some of the things that I've walked through, you know, I had life happening to me and then I had me happening to myself. And the things when me, when I happened to my own self, you would have thought, ma'am of God, do you even know Jesus? Cause it was some stuff like, I, it was like, I didn't even know Jesus, but I'm here today serving him wholeheartedly um, because I had a really strong foundation to return to. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, uh, tell me a little bit about your, your family. So you grew up in, in the church, your, your parents and brothers, sisters, and. Well, I'm the oldest of five. Okay. And um, so there are three girls, two boys. And I grew up, my mother was a believer. My grandmother was a believer. My father, he died when I was age 11 and he wasn't a believer. You know how, do you know how sometimes you tell yourself a story because it feels good to you, right. but you know, it's not true. Sure. So when we went to church, my dad didn't go to church, you know, now he was a good man. We loved him, but I don't, I don't think I ever saw my dad pray. And so as much as I want to think I'm going to see him when I get to heaven, unless he accepted Christ when he was in the hospital before he passed away, I don't think he's going to be there. Mm -hmm. And I look a lot like him, love him with all my heart, have um, done a really good job of only sharing great stories with myself about him. But the reality of it, he wasn't a believer. Um, my mother loved the Lord. My grandmother loved the Lord. Um, and so when we went to church and the church that we grew up in, we didn't have children's church. We had Sunday school, but we didn't have children's church. And so it was like, and it was long preaching. The service was long. It was like three hour church. And so no children's church, three hour church. And if you fell asleep, you would have to stand up in front of the whole church. So no matter, and my mom sat like four or five rows from the top. So that meant the whole church was going to see you standing up. Now you can't tell from this broadcast, but I'm five eleven, and I was all, I've always been a tall, <laughs> tall young lady. So if I had to stand up, the whole church was going to see me. So, so that I wouldn't have to stand up, Jason, this is what I used to do. I would take notes and I would write, my mom would take notes and sometimes she had a notebook and sometimes she had the back of an envelope from a bill that was in her purse. And so to stay awake and to stay, um, to keep myself from having to stand up, I took notes. But what I didn't know is God was using that. I'm an avid journaler. I write a lot. Um, my The way that I connect with the Lord is through my writing. The way that he speaks to me is when I journal in the morning times. You know, I enjoy it. It's like the way that we we go deep fast when I'm writing. And it all started there. I know, and how I know scripture and remember scripture is because I've been writing since I was nine years old. That's one of the, yeah. one of the questions I was going to ask you is, is how, 
uh, how God talks to you, uh, whether it be through you know journaling or prayer or you know music or you know relationships and things like that. So uh, that's cool. That's yeah. Cool. No. Yeah. So he he talks to me a, a several ways. So one is writing. Probably the the most profound way is writing. If I sit down and I'm you know talking like Lord, what is in the world is this? You know, I can just I can rest assured that He's going to hijack my pen. Um, and then prayer. We have the most amazing conversations in the middle of prayer. So I'm praying and then he hijacks my mouth. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, wait, wait, I wasn't even thinking that, you know? And so prayer is sacred for me. And then um, other ways is in my doggone kitchen. So if I'm in there, so first thing in the morning, my morning routine is to come downstairs. Um, and before we had the baby was to turn music on in our home. And I would usually play some soaking worship. My husband says it sounds like elevated music, but I turn on some soaking worship without the words, you know, go in the kitchen, fix me a cup of coffee and clean from the night before. Cause my daughter, although she's a teenager, she cleans up like a teenager. Let's just leave it at that. So it's always some level of extra yep. cleaning that needs to be done. And in those moments, I meet God there. So it's either meeting him in my kitchen meeting him through prayer or meeting him through journaling. Yeah. And those great. are the times, those are the ways aside from the scripture. Yeah. Like aside from the scripture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's good. Cause I, I do the very similar thing. I, I put music on, uh, on my little Google, whatever speaker there and, and do the dishes or do whatever. It's the same, same thing. Music for me. And again, we're going to talk about that later. It's always been kind of my biggest vehicle. I always said it was the vehicle to my faith, but that's a, a I talk to God throughout the day. I, mean, I always have, um, not like traditional prayers. Um, mm -hmm. um, that's something that's still new for me and learning how to pray with my family and my wife and my kids. That's all new for me. And Doug and I talked about that last week. In fact, we thought we'd have a, maybe a, a, an episode talking about prayer, but it's always been very personal. And like, you know, my friend was sitting right next to me and, and so forth. So it's yeah. cool, cool to hear that you're you know, kind of doing the same things, but, um, so the journaling thing is interesting to me because the revelation I had a couple weeks ago was when I was doing the first heartbeat radio and I was writing down the song list for it. And then all of a sudden, yeah, something just happened. And it was just like, then I was just, I was just writing for like a half or an hour and a half. Just like it just, it, all this was you know, given to me and poured out. And it was, it was amazing. That's the first time I've ever experienced it during writing. Um, and I've tried to journal regularly and do miracle morning stuff and things like that. And just hasn't, hasn't taken uh, for me, but who knows, maybe it will now. Um, so one of the things too, I wanted to hear about are maybe some of the moments and maybe you've already said them, but, uh, those moments where you feel closest to God. And then also mm -hmm. on the flip side of that, maybe some, uh, uh, challenging seasons or challenging moments in your life that God showed up to kind of hold your hand through it. Mm, okay. So I'll start with, cause they're a combination of the two. So of course I feel closest, closest, closest with the Lord, um, when I'm actively reading scripture. So when I read scripture, I, I might read in King James, but I hear in my native ghetto urban from Savannah voice. Okay. So I was like, you know, I might see, I'm not, I might read something like, um, and the Lord said to Abram, you know, leave that country, leave your kindred and go to a place that I will show you. And I'll hear like this, get up. Leave your kin folks, leave your mama them, leave your brother them going over there. Now, don't worry about where you're going. Just trust my voice, okay? Because if you trust my voice, you'll have nothing to worry about. You know, or yeah. <laughs> in Genesis, when um, Cain, 
it's crazy. Cain does this. So this is literally how I'm reading scripture. So I read it regular, but literally in the moment, it translates like this. So Cain had the nerve to kill his brother. And so then he's like, God tells him, you're forever going to be a wanderer. You know, I'm going to banish you out. You're going to be a wanderer and a vagabond. Then Cain has the audacity to say, but God, why are you going to do that? That's a harsh punishment because if people see me, they're going to treat me harshly. They're going to try to kill me. And then the Lord says back to him, and if they touch you, that's how I hear it. I dare them to touch you because I would do even worse to them. So then I hear, I hear God is like, listen, I can touch him, but you can't. That's how I hear it. Yeah. That's literally how I hear scripture. So I That's hear cool. that God is so compassionate and he's punishing us because there are consequences for our sin. There's no sin without a consequence, but his consequence is full of grace and is full of love and is full of mercy. And he knows exactly how much we need and he dares somebody else to touch us. So I'm closest to him in scripture reading closest unless i'm doing this you know how you know how um you have those times of the year where the whole church is about to read through the bible in a year and so you got this everybody we got to do it because the whole church is about to do it and so now it's obligatory reading this is not i want to spend time with my father this is not this is me getting in the morning and this is what i want to do i have to do it because i got to finish all the things on the list that is not me being intimate with God. That's checking off the list. So I might get something those times. I might not. Depends on how conscious I am. Am I rushing through trying to finish Genesis chapter one through five real quick to say I checked it off? Or am I really just saying I'm going to sit with this even if I only read three verses today? So mm-hmm. hands down, closest for me. Um, or prayer. Wait, but before you, go ahead. before you go on to the next thing, let me interject real quick because it just made me think of something. And I love that the fact that, you know, you hear him kind of in your voice, right? Because mm-hmm. my wife's the same way, you know, California, uh, where my wife was raised from the age of 14 on, right? She's New York, Puerto Rican originally, but she's been out here in California. Uh, and when she came to the Lord, she was, you know, early 20s. So uh, she had developed the California vernacular out here, mm-hmm. which is a lot of dude and gnarly. as if gnarly, <laughs> yeah. right? So. That's that's the way she talked. And it was it was, you know, weird for me coming from Southwest Virginia. So, you know, I'm like, okay, I only I've only seen this in the movies. But, you know, but when she became a Christian, she would have these conversations with the Lord and she would talk to him in California and he would talk back to her in California. And there was this one time where she was, you know, on this boat and it seemed like it was just the most depressing thing. And God showed her a sunset. and He said, I made that just for you. And She's just like, I, I just love you, God. And he's like, back at you, babe. Right. So I, I, love how, I love how different people hear God. I'm wondering if Jay hears God in Chicago or, or Cleveland or something. I don't well, know. I, I definitely hear God yell OH all the time. Um, so that's much of my Ohio State thing. So um, I yell OH and God yells back IO. That's all I'm saying. Um, no, you know, it's, it's, in, that, that is all very interesting because I, I've never thought about that or what God sounds like to me Um, because he doesn't sound like what I read or when other Mm -hmm. people read scripture, I've never really thought about it, but um, that's, that's really cool. I mean, I love it that your your brain Janice translates that as you're reading it. Like that's how you, you read the words and that's what you're hearing. I think that's, I think that's awesome. I I wish I had that. Um, I'll have to to think about that. I'll have to be more, listen more closely. Um, That's a really interesting question how he talks to me yeah. I, that's that's cool that's cool all right yeah. that, i'm interested to hear i can't 
Okay, no problem. No, I can't wait to hear. When you do that, please let me know. Because uh, you know, I, you I know, know, God isn't a Georgia Bulldog fan. Just re- you're right. You know that? Or... Really? He, he isn't? He totally loves us. Did you see we won last year? Okay, stay focused. Stay focused. Stay focused. <laughs> <laughs> I knew sports would come in at some point in time today. I just didn't figure it would be this. But... Sorry. Sorry. So um, I think you asked me, you know, what was one of my toughest moments? Yeah. And so um, I know you don't really know my story, but I'm married now to my amazing husband, mm-hmm. Maurice, and we've been married. This year is our seventh year of marriage, but I have been married before. So I, I return. I refer to my previous marriage as the fire. And um, probably I felt most close to the Lord. I can probably think of three times. And one was navigating life after the fire. Um, it was, it was so interesting being a girl who, you know, loves Jesus. I prayed a lot, you know, read scripture, was a leader in the church. I didn't want to things to end the way they ended, but I knew they couldn't continue in the way. And that was so tough. Like just navigating that I was, I had two girls at the time and, um, I talked to the Lord a lot because I had a lot of questions. You know, I had a lot of questions about why did things, what did I miss? How come, how come I didn't see you? And then it wasn't easy. It wasn't like, you know, get out of this destructive, toxic, unhealthy relationship and then bam, everything's going to be okay. No, it's like, you're out of this, but now I need to get everything about that out of you. And that journey, that journey was tough, you know, and, and and I prayed a lot and I cried a lot and And listen, Jay, I was a woman with several degrees, a business owner. I had, but I had a, and I'm, so I was full-time entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a car. I didn't have a car. I didn't have a car for 14 months. My girls went to private school. I had to get rides to get them to school. I did, my credit score was so low that I had to um, have my mom send me the $25 application fee for me to apply for an apartment. And I was literally praying, Father, please let them give me this apartment. And then we had a dog at the time that I didn't ask for. And so, you know, with the dog is a pet fee. And I'm like, "I I don't have no pet fee. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it was uh, like, so I had to rely on the Lord the whole time. And then, so then I think I'm getting this traction. I'm in the place. It's beautiful. You know, he met all of my prayer requests um, as it relates to the place. I wasn't embarrassed. I could comfortably afford the place with vacillating um, income. My kids felt safe. It was enough space for us. It was a three bedroom, beautiful place. It was everything that I was praying for, a gated community, but I had to have no car. Hello, hello, God. You know, I'm a grown woman and I got kids. And so I got to get a ride to church and a ride home from church. And I got to wait. The people that, and I'm, I'm, I'm now, I accepted my call to uh, minister at this time, around about this time. And so now I'm preaching to people who are giving me rides home. I'm like, Lord, this don't look good. This is not exciting. And so then I, I was asking him, you know, I was walking, I used to walk the apartment all the time, the apartment complex. Like, why is this happening, Lord? Why, why am I still in this place? You know, so, I was close to him because I had a lot of questions, mm-hmm. you know, and I kept reflecting back. Well, I remember when I had my own house and we had a separate entrance to get to my office. And you know how you romanticize the horrible past? Because that's really mm-hmm. what it was. It wasn't great. Yeah. It just wasn't. It was horrible, actually, but it wasn't what you have now. So, God, I remember when I remember when I was there. How come I can't? And so I remember saying, I just get I want to get back to where I used to be. God, I'm just trying to get back to where I used to be. And the Lord just tapped me on the shoulder one day and said, Janice, you want to go back to where you used to be? And I want to take you to a place you've never been. 
And I just was like, oh. And so it was during that season. It was doing that healing and, and really getting to know me and getting to know God and, and understanding the season and navigating all the brokenness that um, that 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 fire revealed. It caused some things, but it also revealed some things that were, were unhealed, right? And so during that time, I grew closest to the Lord because I had no distractions. Money wasn't a distraction because I ain't had none. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't no, have I any money. You know, influence well. was right, right. <laughs> influence wasn't a distraction because my clients had to pick me up. So I was so I was surprised that they were still trusting me as their right. coach. And you know, and, and then the Lord would show up mightily at the events and I knew it was him because I had nothing else. Like the, the level of humility you have when you're going through something intense or you're coming through is just like unprecedented. So I had nothing but God. And so that was closest. And I can I probably can pinpoint all my tough moments drew me closer to God. And then of course being a mom. Yeah. You know. Yeah, being a mom. Yeah. My I my story is similar. I was also married before and that was the season where, you know, all kinds of, all kinds of things surfaced and, and ha you had to face and <clears throat> good and bad. And I, you know, I, I had, I had these knockdown drag out fights with God during that time. Um, and I wasn't even necessarily that upset about the, the divorce and the breakup. We were just very different people and, you know, and we had a, just a fine marriage and it was fine. Um, and we we're, happy, but as we were very different people. It wasn't necessarily great for either one of us, but so it wasn't so much that, but I was really struggling and I, I would have these knockdown drag out fights with God. I mean, just like yelling and screaming again, trying to find my own apartment. Now I need to have a car. I had, you know, I lived in yeah. Chicago so I can get by without having a car for a while. And, you know, um, you know, let her have the house and all that stuff. So I'm trying to, you know, land back on my feet. And meanwhile, I'm just, I'm having this guy. I wasn't mad at God, but I was, I, I wanted him to let me go. Like he always had a hold on me and I was just mm. swinging like, Oh, I was just praying and yelling and I'm just let me go. And I don't, I, I'm not saying that like I wanted to hurt myself or anything like that. That's not what it was. I just, he wouldn't let me go. And finally it was just like, he, you know, he, he was there every second of every day. And finally it was just like, all right, all right. I surrender. I, I you're never going to leave. You're never going to leave me. Right, um, right, right. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, you're not going anywhere. It's <laughs> what I do. I mean, if you, I went through all this and you, nothing? All right. So, but yeah, it's very similar, you know, similar circumstances, kind of kind of having to rebuild, uh, especially a little bit later in life. Uh, fortunately, we didn't yes. have kids. I'm, I can imagine how, you know, difficult it would have been with kids and doing that. Um, so I can definitely relate to, definitely relate to that. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> to, to tell you this, so, Mm -hmm. with the so you first of all we have you have a 22 year old yes and a two-year-old <laughs> yeah. yes and a 13 year old and a 13 year old yeah i knew there's one in between so that's nice that's a nice mix right it's, oh yeah it seems like every 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 decade i want to have a child um but i'm 44 so let's just wrap this on up you know what i'm saying like we're not trying to do another one in 10 more years you know <laughs> so, but you're not but the door is not closed is what you're saying not closed yet. Listen, no, no. So right. here's the thing. So this is the thing about save people. You want to say something, but you don't know what God's plan is. Yeah, so I got right. an agenda, but I'm totally surrendered to God's agenda. But the way me and my husband are set up, we're like, yeah, we're good. You know, he's 53. I'm 44. We're like, God, we're, we're good. You know, you don't have to do it. The Abraham and Sarah thing with us. We're good. Yeah. yeah so he's 53 <laughs> and as a two year old. Yeah. That, that beats me. Cause I thought I was, I have a 10 year old, eight year old. I'm 54. So 
Yeah. And all, like all my kids, uh, I'm, sure, a- I'm sure his too, his friends have, you know, or his friends' kids are married or at college and. Exactly. Yeah. College. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's chasing a toddler, changing dirty diapers. Exactly. <laughs> so how did, uh, where did you guys meet and how did that all happen? Was it in the midst so, of that season um, or were you kind of past that and had, had kind of moved on from that season and then. Yeah, I was done with that season. Praise God. I was um, five years post-divorce, which was so good. And I think that prepared me to be um, be able to be married to my husband because, you know, marriage is a whole thing. Like, you know, it's a whole, listen, yep. you get, we had more time. You would have been like, what else do you close to God? Marriage. Yeah, this one, <laughs> this one, this one right here. Okay, come back. But we're not going to talk about that right now. So oh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll have another episode about that. Okay, good. Because relationships, you know, they just draw you. Either they're going to draw you or separate you. So, um, but we had a mutual friend um, who was a pastor and um, I, he was a pastor <clears throat> and my client. He was our pastor and my client at the time. And I remember like yesterday, he said, are you entertaining suitors? And I was like, who is it? He's like, are you entertaining suitors? And I was like, and who is it? <laughs> you know, I, and we kept going back and forth, back and forth. And I was like, well, maybe, maybe I am. Who is it? And then he introduced me to my husband. And um, actually, from the introduction to marriage was eight months. Wow. Yeah. 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 No, especially, you know, when you're a little bit older, you've been through what you've been through. And the same thing with me and my wife, Annetta, is like, we, it was a short thing for us, too. Uh, just like, yeah. And you know, you know, I guess at that point, I mean, you've been through it all. You do. You can, you can weed out you all do. the things that you already have wet out in other relationships and you know, especially that five-year hiatus, I had the same, the same, same amount of time. It's just like, but I was, I was, for me, I was prepared to live my life alone, which was really sad for me because I always wanted kids, but I was already, you know, in my forties or whatever at the time. So I was like, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have any kids, but I, I came to terms with it. I was teaching and I was around kids a lot. So I was just like, okay, it is, that's what God had planned for me. But then, then it happened, but it happened, it happened, it happened quickly for sure. Um, so yeah, well, Doug, you want to tell her about how quick it happened for you? Yeah, uh, met and engaged in three. In, uh, in three what? Three days. Days. Wow. <laughs> yep. It wow. Took the audible voice of, of God to uh, to make that happen. Um, but yeah, it, it was a little bit longer on the. We were engaged for a year and four months until we actually got married. But uh, yeah, right out of the gate. Um, met her out here in California at the time I lived in Virginia and, uh, only took three days for God to set that one up, but he was, he was definitely, That's awesome. he was the matchmaker in that one. So for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. How long have you all been married now? Uh, just to hit 29 years in February. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank Thank That's incredible. All the grace yeah. of the Lord. Amen. And Doug and I met, um, out in California when my wife and I moved to California, Juju was just born. She was six weeks old and we moved to uh, Southern California and uh, we lived in the same complex and we lived in this really okay. beautiful, like it was, it was like living at the four seasons. It was just, it was awesome. Pools and cabanas and outdoor fireplaces. It was just, it was awesome. So we'd go out there. I love to cook. So I'd be out there cooking. Cause they had like an outdoor stadium kitchen out there and everything. It was great. I'd cook and we just, you know, started chatting. I think I talked to Monica first. Hang and, out. Then we started hanging out, and now years later, we're doing a show together, and he's my brother. That's awesome. So, um, so I wanted to ask you too. Uh, 
There's so there, my, my, I had all these questions that I had sent you, but I had a million other questions that I knew when I got here, got you here, I was going to be like, I don't know what to ask you now. Cause I'm fascinated because this is like, again, this, where's she at? Where's she at? Where's she at? Sure. Show me her. Show me her. She's upstairs. So oh. I listen, I, I, I know if right. she comes down, right. I'll bring okay. her. Okay. Right. Well, <laughs> I love kids. Um, you know, I, this is, again, I'm, 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 looking at people and I've looked at you uh, from afar and I, I watched, you know, like I looked at uh, the oh, I'm babbling uh, elevation worship when the graves of garden video came out last year uh, or two years ago or whatever it was. I saw it last winter and I saw all those people singing in, in church and in joyful and how comfortable they were with their faith. And that was just always so foreign for me. I didn't, and it's not that I didn't have friends or a circle that I felt like I couldn't. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but so I, I find I'm, I'm, I'm looking at people that walk their faith out loud um, without, you know, I don't know, shame or embarrassment, which I'm not now, but there was that before uh, this heart attack season um, for me. Um, and now, so I'm looking at people, how they, you know, work uh, with their faith, how they, you know, raise their kids, uh, their friendships, uh, all those things. So, um, just from the the bits and pieces I get from our brief interactions, and you know, seeing your family on Facebook and your business posts, I'm I'm fascinated by that. So, in terms of how God is using your life to serve others, uh, whether it be business or family, um, how how do you see your faith in those roles, or how do you how do you feel how do you see God ser- uh, using your life to serve others? I guess is the easy way to say it. And, and do you feel those things are callings for you? Um, I, yeah, part of it, yes. Part, partly I feel it's a calling. Part of it is just my life. Like my life is so enmeshed with my relationship with the Lord. I don't have another way to live. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's not a, and I used to, but I, I wasn't always this way. Now, although I grew up in church, I, I, um, I went to college, I went to women's college and then I went to corporate America and, you know, you separate things, yeah. you know, just like I, I was pregnant in college and not married, the, the Christian girl, yeah, me. I was pregnant in college, not married. When I went on my interview um, in college, I was a senior, eight months pregnant at the interview. <laughs> they didn't have to give me a chance because I couldn't have the baby. So you know how like when you're on an interview, you can't talk about these things, but I'm eight months, so they right. see everything. But the right. recruiter still saw something in me and I know it was just the hand of the Lord shielding me. And so he still passed my stuff along. Well, by the time I went to my interview um, post-graduation, I'd already had the baby. I never said anything about having a baby. I never mentioned it, you know, because it's this one I knew eight, from an HR perspective, they didn't. Ha- it's illegal for them to ask right, me these right. types of things. And so I never brought it up. And it wasn't until I got the job that we talked about and I'm, they were moving me to Denver, Colorado. Then I was like, oh, and you know, I have a daughter, so I need to come out a few days earlier, a few weeks earlier to be able to find childcare. That's kind of how that was with my faith. You know, it was kind of like, it's not acceptable in these containers. So I want to make sure that I'm following the rules. Now I, would, I wouldn't deny the Lord, but I wasn't outright talking about it. Mm-hmm. Until, he, I, until I was like, you know what? I don't care. 
I have nothing to lose. I have nothing to lose. Whatever it is that I could possibly lose, I trust that he'll bring it back. And so now the Janice that you see today is after years of going through stuff and God being with me and, and, and walking me through those things and defining who I am. Like my identity is, is not my marriage. It's not my parenting. It's not my business, whether it's six figures or zero figures. You know, after you've gone through so many things, you know, and hopefully people can get this without having to go through so many things. But once you've gone through another, all these things and it's stripped away what you thought your identity was, you know, I got straight A's in school. Okay. And you didn't get a job. I've got, I had, a, I got every job I ever applied for. Like I, if I got the interview, I got the job until that first job that I didn't get. It was Anheuser-Busch. I will never forget it. It was a marketing manager. They didn't hire me. Why didn't they hire me? Jay, they should have hired me. But as I think about it now, I'm like, well, Janice, how are you going to represent Jesus and alcohol at the same time? But at the time, I was like, I did all this stuff. I wrote the notes. I was good in the meeting. They liked me. And so it wasn't that, you know, my identity was no longer tied to the position or my ability to come through and you know, and I'm saying it like it happened very quickly. It didn't. It was years of sure. stuff. I mean, even serving my clients, you know, I served pastors and Christian leaders for a long time. And um, I mean, I still serve them now, but I've served them only for a long time, helping them to expand their reach without compromising their message. And so here I am, I'm working with God's people and I'm working for God and I don't want to let them down. And before I knew it, my, my, um, I made an idol of coming through. And my identity was my ability to come through. And so then, you know, it's, you know, Janice, oh, give it to Janice. She could do this. And it was all these things define me. Well, let life happen mm -hmm. enough times. And then none of those things define you, you know, and the only definition of who you are is who he says you are. You'll talk, you'll be comfortable talking about him because like, yeah, I, this, how do you, how did you get this way? Because we're in a community that's not a faith community. You know, there are all types of yeah. spiritual Right. People are on all kinds of spiritual journeys and they proudly talk about their spiritual journey. They, you know, you ask and they'll share with, without qualms that it was a chakra, it was a this, or yep. I visited the third world. And then here we are. And I don't know about you, but I used to be like, well, you know, I don't want to say Jesus and I don't want to say the Bible because I don't want them to think I'm a holy roller right. or just, right. you know, right. or it was kind of like being associated with Christ in those settings um, meant that you were mediocre you were medium you were not the you know you were not as good as everyone else you know so i was leading with my credentials instead of leading with christ and so today i lead with who i am because of christ you know and 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 it's so liberating like it because guess what i don't have to like i don't have to achieve all these things if i achieve them wonderful but if i don't i'm still amazing <laughs> yes i i yes you are and it's I didn't, if anybody's out there watching, I don't have the things up, but I didn't plant her in here. Uh, if you've listened to the show, we've talked about this a lot and I've been going to Doug talking about identity. I'm, I'm trying not, I'm trying to hold it together at this moment. Um, that identity piece is what I'm struggling with right now. Everything you had talked about, you'd gone through and, 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 and learning who I am in Christ and, and what he wants for me, what he expects for me and, and embracing that and, and not being 
that same fear you were talking about, not wanting to be seen as a holy roller or whatever. I mean, that's that's lifting. It's definitely lifted now. I'm doing the show and I'm talking out loud about my faith for the first time, but there's still that identity piece where, you know, that's why I think that's one of the reasons I was drawn to you was because you do lead with your faith. You're leading with your with your faith and your in your identity in Jesus first. And I'm like, I'm I'm looking to become that same type of person. I'm not there yet because I'm, this is still, all this stuff is still, you know, God's still preparing things for me and so forth. But I mean, hearing you go through it now, I didn't like the part you said it took years. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm on a fast track because everything that's happened. But, but the identity piece is just, I am struggling so hard with, um, all right. So Doug, we're going to dive into something. If you don't mind, Janice, um, something oh, we're going to talk about. Next week a little bit, but I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do it now. So, you know, between the heart attack, um, and there's definitely some physical things that you know are problematic for me. Um, but it's been all mostly the spiritual and emotional, but also the cognitive. So between, you know, me being gone and seeing Jesus and him touching my face and seeing all this stuff and being sent back. You know, I still, I still am saying that I was sent back. Cause I, I don't under, I still don't understand what I was sent back for. Uh, I'm, you know, I had this revelation. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting bits and pieces of it. So I'm being patient, but between that piece and the cognitive piece, I'm learning how to do, I have to learn how to do things differently. My brain doesn't work the same way. And that frustration and, and that it's, it's, it's just, it's a lot. And, and I was telling Doug, in the car yesterday, I was when I was driving down the street and was listening to those songs from Heartbeat Radio. I think you were still in the green room, Janet, when that was when I was talking about that. But uh, I'd never, I've never been one to struggle with self worth um, and self esteem uh, issues like that. I've always been very empathetic to the people that do because I, especially as an adult, I hear you know all these self help groups and 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 all these, I hear all these things that affect people. And I was like, I never had to deal with those things. And it must be awful to have to, you know, life is hard enough. And then you have to overcome, you know, feeling that you're worthy or, you know, whatever, the, whatever those issues are. I just have never had to deal with it. So I thought God kind of punched me in the face this week. And, and it became very clear to me throughout my life. There's always been, I've talked on the show about how since I've been five years old, I've always felt like, God had a hold on me. He was walking with me every step of the way. Um, I've always felt that, uh, but I've always felt like he wanted more from me. He was asking more from me and life happens. And some, there's times I've been closer. Sometimes I haven't, um, but the thought that it always fluctuated, but I've, it's always been there. It's always been a pull on me. Um, that's why I was let, fighting him, trying to have him let me go. But yesterday or the day before he, he showed me that, you know, that fear of not being able to take that next step or whatever the terminology or the words are was that that's what it was. It was like, I didn't feel worthy uh, of him and, and felt like I was, I felt like I would let him down. I'd be a disappointment. I felt like I was a disappointment to him because again, for years and years and years, 40, 50 years now that he's been, you know, patiently waiting for me and, and has this hold on me. And, and I just feel like I've let him down because he's wanted so much for me um, and had so many plans for me that I feel like I've just been, 
I've let him down and I've, I've, you know, so now it's like all that's been flooding. It's just like, I can see it now on every, every day of my life now from the time I was young that now I do, I, I can kind of almost relive moments knowing that I felt unworthy and, and like a disappointment. And mm. so I'm now, and I, and I don't necessarily feel that way now I'm recognizing it from the past. I feel like I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing now. I'm doing everything I'm, he's asking me to do right now um, and be patient. But, but that identity piece, I guess you know, people, I don't know. It's hard for me to understand. I don't think my wife understands. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to explain. And the only way I can kind of relate it is it's like I'm an, uh, an alien, like plopped down in the human life and trying to have to re like learn how everything works and, 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 but also keep a, you know, keep everything going and make sure everybody knows I'm not, that I'm there, you know? And so that identity piece is, is, is huge. Um, yeah. And I, and I, I'll, I'll just echo, um, you know, it, it's interesting. This it was such a spirit led detour, if you will, not even that much of a detour, but, uh, you know, for you to, bring up identity in that context. I was just like, it's like, like I planted her here for this. Yeah. God, just threw <laughs> no, in God, to, to that's bring it. That God put you up. here for that. Absolutely. Because, you know, Jay and I've had private conversations about it. We've even talked about it on the show, but it, we keep coming back to it as much as we keep trying to move on to other subjects and different topics. The Lord just keeps bringing it back to identity. And so I, you know, I think that was, you know, in, in some respects, Janice, that was prophetic. So I, I would love to hear what you heard Jay say and what your what the Spirit's putting on your heart in response to that. Well, wow. So um, one, I just, I see the wrestling and I can hear the wrestling. And I actually told my husband before the podcast, I said, you know, I didn't even know he was a believer. But I think something changed after the heart attack. And and now he's putting God front and center. Literally, that's all I said. And I came upstairs. This is when I was telling him about it. And, you know, whether we know it or not, we put people in categories, right? We put people in categories, you know, like if you're going to live for Jesus, you got to say Jesus every five minutes, or you got to quote a whole bunch of scriptures, or you got to do all these things. And then we miss the heart of God. And we miss how he's moving and what he's saying. And so the relationship with with my relationship with God, just like your relationship with God, there's no, um, it has to look this certain kind of way. And he's just like saying, son, I, I love you. Like the fact that you can pinpoint that he wouldn't let you go. Like he, like no, most people don't even have that level of awareness, but he wouldn't let you go because he loves you. And he cares so deeply about you and you're so precious to him. And so it, that same God who wouldn't let you go, like he would not let you go, right? Like that same God that wouldn't let you go. What is he saying to you? What is he saying in this moment? And, and that's what I lean back on. What is he saying to me in this moment? Who is he calling me? One of the questions I would have you ask, because I for people who often struggle with journaling, a lot of times what I see is, it's like they think it has to be a certain way. Like if we can just abandon all the rules and all the um, expectations that come from the outside and from other people and just sit, this is what I heard when you were talking, Romans chapter eight, verses five through six. And it says, a mind governed by the spirit of God is life and peace. 
And if you can just allow your, now the first part says a mind governed by the flesh, um, it leads to sin and death, but a mind governed by the spirit, a mind that is, is um, led by the spirit. The, the spirit is the highest authority in that mind. All the thoughts, all the imaginations, all the perceptions are led or governed are directed by the spirit of God. That life is life and peace. And since we want life and peace, it's like, even when I'm losing my way, Father, what are you saying about this? And so God, what are you saying about me in this moment? I feel sucky. I feel like I let my daughter down. I feel like I let my husband down. But Father, what did you say? Now, this is what I know he ain't going to say. He ain't going to say, you were just sorry. You take you took too long. When has he ever said that? Never. Guess what he is? Guess what else he is not saying? He's not saying, well, now you got to settle for this. God don't ever say settle for anything. Like he never says that. He never says what elite. And guess what else he doesn't say? He doesn't say the least you could do is this. Well, at least you got that. God don't ever, he never does that. Like just recall is never in scripture. It's never how he talks to us. Even when we mess up and he, look, just look at the history of the children of Israel. They are ridiculous. Stiff neck. They literally one chapter, they're doing good. The next chapter, they acting like they don't even know who God is. And then the next chapter, he's, he's blessing them all over again. You know, like, so what I love is I love that, you know, after this experience, you say, God, okay, it, wake up. I, I missed something. I'm so glad, you know, you're still we're wrestling with him like Jacob. Yep. And and in the wrestling, he's pleased. That's what I hear. He's pleased in the wrestling. Yeah. Like you on this doggone podcast talking about him. He's pleased. That's what, and so I think if, you know, if I could say one thing that I want to just encourage you to do is, is, is moment by moment. Father, what are you saying to me? Yep. Not trying to get a week's worth of stuff. Not trying to do for the next 30 days and 90 days in this, God, what are you saying to me? I'm your son. I need to hear your voice right now. What are you saying to me? And and sit, and I and I bet you, because I just know the character of God. I don't have a formula for him, but I know his character. It'll be in a song. It'll be in a verse. It'll be in a post. It'll it'll be in the, the a bird will come and start. Listen, for weeks, a bird, the same bird kept coming to my window. I'm like, Lord, have you met me? Why is that thing out there? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't even no. do animals like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so I feel like, um, and then it's the last thing I'll say, and I'll pause. I want to hear your thoughts. When we think who we are is not enough, when we think who we are is lacking or insufficient, and that's when we look to all these other things to fill in the gaps. Yeah. But when we see ourselves the way that he sees us, how he made us, who we are is, is good. You know, who we are is right and who we are is perfect in his eyes. And so I can honor your design and I can honor my design. I'm loud. I like to laugh. I'm tall and it's good and it's perfect. When I get excited, I talk fast and he uses all of that. You know, he uses all of that. He uses, my husband talks slow, y'all. I'd be like, honey, speed up. Oh my gosh. You know what I'm saying? He talks slow. He plays the sax. He has a musical ear. I cannot sing a lick. And I'd be around here singing so loud. I'd give almost anything. Listen, I, oh my gosh, let me tell you, if somebody, this let me, and listen, Jay, and the way you think, you would think that I knew how, I'd be, yes, Jesus, yeah, no, ma'am, that's not even a key, you know, <laughs> but, 
but he he but God looks at that and he's pleased just like you know when you when I hear you talk about your kids and I hear you say Juju with such love you know and and I and I hear you um smile it does in no way do you feel like they're broken do way do no, in no way are you thinking they're not enough yeah and the Bible says this if you which are evil know how to treat your children what more does your father in heaven what more and if you because we only we don't even know the best and if you can look at your son and your daughter with such endearment and and in god's eyes we're even evil like he's like you with your evil y'all know what to do what more and so if you look like that what more do you think he's saying about you see in my head i'm hearing gyra play from elevation worship if uh, I love that song. Uh, I didn't put it on my list. Oh my it's, god! It's the greatest to me. To me, it's the pinnacle of music. It's the greatest song ever for me. But uh, no, I'm hearing if he dresses the lilies with beauty and splendor, how much more will he clothe you? You know, um, that's how what. That's much what I'm. More will he yeah. Yes, um, listen. So, you know, I feel. I feel that. Yeah. Um, I don't. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm continuing to be patient because I feel God working in my life every second of every day. And you had said something a little bit earlier about, um, uh, oh gosh, what'd you say? Um, how, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. I'll go back to it. Um, uh, this happens. Um, it's okay. that oh, I lost it all. Um, no, I feel like that I'm, 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 I feel good. First of all, I I know what's on the other side of the season for me. I have no doubt that God's walking me through this. He's telling me to be patient. He's protecting me from myself right now, uh, not giving me too much because he knows I'll go out and start trying to conquer the world if he shows me what I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm not ready to do that. Um, there's still things that I'm learning and learning how to walk in my identity in him and what he's calling me to do. So um, I, I know the other side of this is – is unbelievable grace and joy and happiness and everything that he's ever wanted for me and everything I've ever wanted. Uh, finally becoming the person that I've always felt like he wanted me to be. I have no doubt that that's just on the other side of this. I know where that's going. Now, if I didn't know that, and I think a lot of people probably don't know that, I can't imagine what this season would be like for me. I can tell you right now, it'd be very hard for me to be here, especially after being up there and having to come back. Um, but I'd never even question, not even for a moment, whenever, whenever I was conscious, I just, I know that that's there now. It's like before I always thought that, but it was way away. It was way down the road or years away. It's right there. It's right here now. And he's just waiting to get me through this season and rebuild me. And for me, it's not, I, I, I recognize that I did feel unworthy and I felt like I was a disappointment. And I still think, I, I, the disappointment thing is I'm still struggling a little bit. I know how, you know, how God kind of sees that now, but I'm trying to, it's like, I wasted so much time, part of it. Um, but I'm just, I'm just overwhelmed is the, the, the thing that I always come to. I'm just overwhelmed. And you had talked about, you know, these little signs that I, I get them all the time. I get them all the time from God in the song again, driving down the road. And the, you know, it's just, I, I hear it, see it again in a bird. I see it. And that stuff happens to me all the time. Uh, it's stupid, stupid one. I just, I was, I had to go to Aldi and I wasn't, I was not in a good space. Uh, uh, I was, uh, I was just emotional wreck and I couldn't, couldn't find a quarter for the damn cart. And I was just, I was, my nerves, my, I, my nerves right now, I don't have a lot of, I, I, I break down easily. I was like, I mean, an emotional wreck. So I'm, um, I'm looking for a quarter 
and like the car is a mess. I'm trying to find a quarter. I don't. I'm like, I'm, I'm just I, like it was like a last straw. I thought it sounds stupid, like quarter is gonna break me, but I was just like, uh, and I checked everywhere, and so I saw a woman kind of put their card up there. So I was going to race up there to see if she just kind of offered it to me because I was going to be too shy to actually ask for it. Uh, so I wasn't quick enough because uh, I can't move that fast. And she she gets up there and she's already locked in. And I'm like, oh. I'm just like, I was like, I was feeling so sorry for myself. It was ridiculous. And I went to put my keys in the my pocket and there was a quarter in my pocket. And I was just I was just standing there laughing. I'm like, you kidding me? That That quarter wasn't there. I'm telling you, it wasn't there. <laughs> I mean, I checked every multiple times. And I was just like, I just started smiling and laughing where people were looking at me as they're going in because I'm looking. It's like, really? Okay, I got it. I got it. Um, so those things yeah, happen to me that's a, that's regularly. That's Peter and the, the gold. Yeah. Jay, that's Peter yeah. and the gold coin in the fish's mouth. Come on. Oh. You know, that happens to me all the time. God you know, put stuff there that wasn't there. He brings stuff back to me that I lost yeah. that I knew I checked this space 400 times and I go back to 400 the first time and there it is. So, but I mean, that's what he does, you know, and he's yeah. just, that's a wink. That's the Lord going, I got you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes. Yes. I, I love it. I'm glad when we got to dive into that, I'm, I'm glad I got to hear your perspective and uh, Janice and um, cause that, that, that's the part I'm struggling with is the identity. It's just so ironic that you brought it up again. That's one of those signs for me. God has always spoken to me where it's so crystal clear to me that God did these things. Like that conversation came up because of that for me. It's like, I was just like, that's, we haven't talked about that. And it's like, it's just the way it came we up. Haven't. Was just, it was great. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, there's people at the, the, at the campground we were at last year, right after the heart attack that, you know, there's no explaining their, their being at the campground other than God put them there. Cause I needed them there. Uh, it's just crazy. Um, so thank you for that. And I, I, I held it together. I held it together for the most part. Um, but I do want to talk a little bit about parenting quickly. Cause I'm, I'm interested again. It, it's the same along the same lines as, you know, well, I, I talked earlier about prayer and, and my, I love, I, one of the things I love right now is, you know, I'm listening to all these songs and I, and I always have listened to music and a lot of Christian gospel music, um, but I guess my kids are a little bit older, but I'm, you know, I'm hearing my, especially my boy, you know, singing, uh, Jaira walking around the house and like just him on his own singing these songs, even not even when they're on, you know, just like, I feel so proud, you know, as like, you know, that I, I never, that wasn't that kid. So, you know, I'm doing something right. I feel that that's happening. Uh, but I, you know, I don't, I, I don't know how to foster, you know, faith and, and, you know, the prayer thing is our family you know, I, I, my wife and I still haven't figured out. We don't, it's hard for us to pray together because both of us are so, it's so foreign to us. Uh, our, again, our prayers are more just conversations with God and they're very private. Uh, so we're, we're trying to do it together in just kind of a simple way at first to try to do it. And then, you know, with the kids, I've tried it a couple of times. I mean, I just feel so out of my element. Uh, so that's one thing is I just, I, I look at you and others that, you know, their, their faith is a part of their family and a part of their parenting. Um, and I just want to see if you could talk to, you know, how that is with your kids and how, is it just that they see you and you're living by example, you're leading by example through all this, or is it, you know, more of a conscious effort or I don't know. Wow. I don't so know if that was actually all, a question, uh, but I think you get what I'm trying to it, say. I do. I do. And for me, it's a both and 
because it's hard. Parenting is hard. Like, you know, scripture says children are a gift from the Lord. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full. Like, you know, so you think, oh, this is a precious gift. I want to do a great job. And then, but Lord, you didn't tell me they were going to have an attitude. You didn't tell me that they were going to choose their own path. You didn't tell me like, I, you know, my whole life is going to impact their lives, their lives. And it's like, once you get that awareness for me, once I got that awareness, it was this big weight, right? Like, OMG. But let me tell you, I keep having to give them back to the Lord. I keep yeah. having to give them back to the Lord and I keep having to ask God, please guide me. So my children see me come down to my office every morning. So there are things that they just see me do. They see me pray. They, um, they see me listening to worship music. They've seen me worship um, in, in church. They see me journaling. We talk about the importance of quiet time and why I have a quiet time. And as they got of age, I walk them through different things, but I remove from myself all pressure to be perfect. And I remove from myself this pressure to like have all the answers, you know? And so when I started removing the pressure, I just was like, okay, so let's just talk to God and see what he says. And so the way that you talk about where you and your wife are right now, um, I can so relate to that because when my husband and I got married, my husband is um, the son, um, his father passed away now, but he was a bishop and um, the apostolic Pentecostal faith. And so you think Pentecostal was strict. And, you know, I had left when I was 11 and went to non-denominational. So, you know, yeah. I, when my husband, this was all it is. So, you know, it's like, it's a lot of pressure, a bunch of rules, you know, here I am, I got all this color in my hair. You know, I wear red lipstick, you know, all that stuff. Okay. So he has a way, like I, God talked to me like regular. He talked to my husband in King James. So when we would pray, it would be like, I would be side-eyeing him like, and when are you going to really talk to God? And so, you know, and so, yeah. and then he'd be like, when are you going to reference him? My husband, his face would be all in the floor, you know, prostrate in the ground. Oh, father, you know, going in. And I felt, you know, I felt like, you know, this is your daddy. You know, we don't have to do it, all of that, you know? And so I would, I found myself judging him is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I remember praying Father, help me to honor my husband's design as good and right and perfect and help him to honor my design as good and right and perfect. And so when I honor his design, and it took months of me praying this prayer. My husband didn't even know I was praying this prayer. Or, I mean, at this point, I can articulate I was judging him at the time. You know, I was just like, I'm not going to go and do this with him because I don't even know. I don't even know why he has to do all that, you know. And really it was because his way of connecting with the Lord didn't look the same way as mine. Yeah. It wasn't even that mine was more effective and his wasn't, it wasn't that, you know, I was just judging it because people would come in our home and they would, you know, he would do this same little thing. Oh, father on high, whatever he going to do, you know, and folks would be crying. And I'm like, y'all got something out of that. And I'm like, I didn't get anything. Now he'd probably be like, I can't believe my wife is saying this because he has no idea. Yeah. But what I'm saying is as I, Ask the Lord to help me to honor his design as good and right and perfect and honor and help him to honor mine. What it did is it, it helped me to honor my design. I mean, my husband started honoring, but I started honoring it. And I started mm -hmm. honoring that I have this conversational way of talking to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so I started teaching the kids, you know, however you want to talk to him, baby. Well, mama, I don't pray like you. Like, cause I'm, I'm a, I pray. Yeah. So when I pray, it's like, 
I'd be going in and we talked for a long time. I got a whole lot to say, you know? So my kids were feeling like they had to have a whole lot to right. say. Well, you don't. Right. If all you want to say is father, thank you that mom is right here and she's not talking for 10 minutes. You could just say that. <laughs> and that is enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, and it, and it just builds um, from there. And, and the other way that I, um, so that's one way. And then, um, the best way that I've found when parenting them is parenting with um, parenting them and introducing my faith through regular life. So like when they'll come home, like she has this girlfriend that someone called her. My 13 year old came home yesterday, told me someone called her girlfriend the S word. Um, so I'm like, you know, you know, they got new words these days. So I'm yeah. like, is yeah, it S-L-U-T? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, what is this? I'm spelling is it S-L-U-T? Yes. And I said, oh, no. And, I, and so then, so immediately I was like, oh no, I hate that for her. And what did you do? And so she told me what the little girl did. And she said, she talked to her friend and she gave her a hug. And I said, you want to pray for her? Let's pray for her heart. And let's pray that that doesn't leave a sting. And so I lead that way. Cause my daughter wouldn't have thought of that, mm -hmm, but you sure. know, because my relationship is growing, then I can bring that in. And then the last like thing I'll that. say is this. And last thing I'll say to this, and I really want to hear your thoughts, is the commitment I've made to my daughters. You know, I have a 22-year-old, which means I had a baby at 21. You know, I have a 13-year-old and I have a two-year-old. And this is what I share with them often. At each stage of my life, I gave you the very best that I had to give. Mm -hmm. And since I don't plan on stopping growing, I'm going to give you more at this stage than I ever have. But you best believe every stage of my life, I gave you the best. So th the reason why I do that is one, to take the pressure off of me because I know I did the best that I could. I, I, if I didn't know, how am I going to give her a prophetic prayer when I didn't know it at that time? Mm -hmm. And then I want to take the pressure off because, you know, the enemy, the Bible says he's the accuser of the brethren. He is on his job. He is throwing accusations all day, every day. He is not taking breaks and he ain't taking no naps. And since he's not taking no naps, I'm trying to make sure that they don't partner with him and think mama didn't do this. Mama, listen, this is what I do know. My mama gave me the best that she had at every stage of her life. She gave me the best. I'm withholding nothing from these girls. I'm withholding nothing from my husband. He's getting the best woman I am today. And that has given me the peace of mind to go with God, to continue to grow. And, and so it's not, I don't have to have it perfect. You can literally tell your kids, I don't know. So I'm giving you the best I got. And, and that, they'll take that forever. And, and guess what? Our kids will give the best that they have and there won't be pressure on them to try to be, you know, this sage, you know, God is God. I'm not, <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Since he's God, I don't have to be. So that, that's my parenting advice. Um, that was, that was, that was awesome. That was, uh, thank you. Um, that was very, very helpful, extremely. Um, and I love, I love that approach. And I, you know, that last part of talking about, um, that, you know, that you gave everything, at every stage of, of your life and their life that you gave everything. And I, you know, I want to, I want to, so I don't, if you heard the, the, um, the story of me being gone, I had talked about, um, when I first left my body and was, was leaving and, and realizing what was happening, my first reaction was, I'm like, I can't go. I, I can't go 
without knowing that they're going to be okay. Um, and I was just like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going from here. I'm not moving from here. And I was given this gift, um, that I was shown that they were thriving. I saw their whole life. I don't see any details now, but I, I, I see the overall arching thing that they were happy and thriving and just amazing. Um, and, and so part of my, part of my struggle and my wife too, my, you know, Annetta was, was thriving in a way that I've never seen her thrive before. Um, and so it was a gift of seeing that and knowing that they're all going to be okay and more than okay. Um, so I was able to say, okay, I'm ready. Let's go. Um, but there's a part of me now that holds on to that. And I see, and I'm not by any means saying that they'd be better off without a daddy. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I know that that's not true. Um, but there's a part of me that I see that. And I, 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 you know, I question if I can get them there. Um, and I think that's the hardest struggle right now. And, and I want to be able to say when we, next time we talk, you know, it, whether it's, Next week, next month, next year, Janessa, I want to say that I, I, what you just said is I gave everything I could to them. And they know, you know, all the mistakes we made. We have a very loving family, you know, and, you know, all the different mistakes we've made. My kids are really, really good kids and, and, and loving and caring and compassionate. Um, and more than anything, more than anything in the world, the one thing they are most sure of, and they always will be sure of, is how much their daddy loves them. Um, and I, I take heart to that, but you know, there's more, there's more than that. Um, you know, and you know, can I say what you just said? Um, and, and maybe, maybe again, maybe it's the grace you're giving yourself to say at the time, that was all I could do. That was the best I can do at the time. Maybe that's what you're trying to tell me. Um, I, you know, I, I, all I know is I'm, I don't, I don't want to not be able to say that moving forward at any stage of their lives. Um, so thank you for that. That was that was great. You're welcome. Woo. Awesome. Awesome, profound wisdom and advice. Let's look at that playlist. I know, right? <laughs> um, uh, all right. So, you know, you know, Gyra to me, like Gyra to me is the pinnacle of human achievement. You know, put head, listen to that with headphones on and it's not just the season i'm in i i i know that i will always think that about that song it's just it, it's it an is, amazing it is song. and i can't believe it's not on my list i can't believe it's not on my list but i promise you i listen to it probably four times a week on blast well i i, I promise you that i'm not judging you that it's not on your list um <laughs> i know i'm like why is it not on my list well, i'm not look the only thing i see right now is, is jamie grace and i love beautiful day i love okay. that song uh so let's okay. see what else is on here that i can not judge you on um, okay. um, yeah, I, it, Jubilee worship. I love that. I'm not familiar. Is it Shanna Wilson? Do I know that? Do I know that one? I don't know if I Shanna know that Wilson, one. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll know. I'll, I'll, I'll be watching. Oh yeah. I, this is all in elevation collective and yeah. Do it again. It's something I was listening to earlier this week. Um, did they play it this week? I think they might've played it this week. At the service, I think I think they I think they did. Um, Donald Lawrence, love Donald Lawrence. Is this the new one? He has a new one. They released none of those are new. 
they released a new one recently. I don't know if it was previous recorded or not, but it's like it was it was on like the gospel charts currently. Um, where where did I hear that? Um, no, oh, which a, one is it? What's the song? I don't know. I'll find it and send it to you. But okay. there's yeah, okay. on my master playlist, there's a couple of Donald Lawrence songs on there. That's just yeah, they're it's that's volume loud. Um, oh, I didn't tell you the other. I didn't tell you either one Kirk Franklin story, but um, so we're at the Willow, and one of the guys in the worship band, uh, he plays the sax, and he's like the leader of the the band. He was telling this story how he's a big Kirk Franklin fan. This, you know, this white guy from suburban uh, Chicago, and he saw him at a, some worship conference or something, and he was in the in the crowd, and Kirk was on 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 online, and somehow there was a miscommunication where. Kirk was like, he thought, the guy thought Kirk was like waving him up on stage, like come up on stage. And he's like, oh, yeah. All right, cool. So he like, he goes up on stage and gets up with his sax on stage and he's blowing the sax while Kirk, and, and Kirk's like singing and like, he's like, like he's doing his thing, you know, he's like, and like, and like he found out later that he, he wasn't calling him up and like he had no idea. He's like. But he so he's introducing Kirk Franklin. He's telling that story as Kirk Franklin's coming out at Willow. I thought that was funny. But at that concert, my wife uh, almost killed an eighty-five-year-old. Um, we were in the first row of the balcony, and she'd never been to a, a concert like that before. And you know, Kirk Franklin, the energy is just great. And I was, it was, it was awesome. I was, you know, um, and you know, and again, it wasn't the. It, it what I've seen him in other locations. Again, this was very white suburban Chicago. And it was, it was a concert. It was, you know, right, it wasn't, right, it wasn't right, a Kirk right. Franklin experience like I've been to. Okay, so, okay. but I was like having the experience by myself and like, I'm trying to, like, people are like looking at me. I'm like, all right, well, all right, whatever. But my wife like gets up with me. I'm like standing up on the, on the balcony and she's taking a picture or something or a video of him. And she drops her phone from the balcony. Like this, we're watching it like in slow motion, go by this 80, 85 year old and just missed her. So. Wow. We always tell the story to the kids at the time that mommy killed the 85 year old Kurt Franklin. Um, <laughs> but uh anyway, so um let's let's look at look at this. That so was, so there was an angel guiding that yeah, phone. Yeah, down. it was like right. It's like when you have static electricity <laughs> and the water bends around your finger. That's that's what it was like. Um uh, yeah, this I can't wait to listen to this. This is gonna this is gonna be great. Um, so what, what, what type of things did you listen to growing up? Did you listen to regular, so, like regular music, regular music? Secular music? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, right. Yeah. So I listened to R and B. So um, I grew up, like uh, I grew up at R and B. That's, that was my. Okay. And where were you, where did you grow uh, up? Where? Chicago area, Cleveland and then Chicago. My, most okay. of my years are spent okay. in Chicago. Okay. So okay. WBMX so, in yeah, Chicago R&B. was the champ. So, so like what artists, what are okay. your favorite artists, R and B artists? So like. So I'm gonna. I'm such a girl. So right. like um, SWV, Escape. I love all of them. Very girl. Um, all Very the girl. love. Yes, I'm still girly. I know. Yeah. Very girl. <laughs> so growing up and MC Hammer, uh, you know things like I'm so. Girly. Did you say MC so Hammer girly. and do you say in Vogue? Did you say? I didn't okay. say in Vogue, but I did like in Vogue. That's good. Because <laughs> so I did. Because like, I saw I, I saw MC Hammer and in Vogue in concert at the same time. Really. At and the same time? Yeah, they were in concert at the same time. And the third guy was uh, Vanilla Ice. I love um, Vanilla Ice. I don't. Okay, my, so- my wife does. <laughs> I, I don't like Vanilla Ice. Um, ice, Ice Baby. Yeah. Listen, and you know what? And so, and then, I think you asked me on one of the questions, like, later. So, you know yep. who else I love? Mm-hmm. Um, 
what's his real name? I, I'm calling him Slim Shady. He performed this year at the Super Eminem. Party. What's his name? Eminem. Eminem. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people. I, mean, I, I don't. That boy is a lyrical genius. Oh, he, no, he's, his, he's definitely, his, he's definitely a genius. He, yeah. His, I mean, I want him to lyrics to be, you know, less. Um, yeah, yeah, true, true. Explicit, but. When I lived in Denver, I, so I lived at my first job out of college, I moved to Denver. And so I was introduced to Eminem out there. I was like, my goodness. Like if we can get past the cussing and the fact that it's about yeah. fighting no, and all of that stuff, he's like, like he's, he's, he's really good. Yeah, he I is. Was, he I is. was more old school rap. That was, you know, that like was, who? well, going back to like Curtis Blow and, and and what you know about a Curtis don't, Blow and a Dougie Fresh? What you know Dougie about Fresh. them? Oh my God! I heard a really cool story about Dougie Fresh the other day. I don't remember it. I'll have to find it. Um, no, I, I mean the rap side of things. Yeah, it was Curtis Blow and Grandmaster, the Grandmaster Flash. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Gra- Grandmaster yeah. Flash was. So I have a funny story with my kids. Um, my wife uh, does like energy work sometimes, like Reiki stuff, and and but she's channels like spirit and stuff with it and everything it's like weird so my little boy well i started she has a saying like uh grandmaster sui grandmaster dakota and all the angels and helpers uh, help throw your show throw, flow your healing energy through through whatever and so but um i always kind of made a joke about uh you know grandmaster sui grandmaster flash grandmaster and so it's kind of joke and so one day my wife did it like was doing her little thing and, and juju i don't she was like three at the time she goes don't don't forget about mr flash <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome awesome uh no yeah, jay, you know jay and i we've got a couple of years on you so yeah you know i was listening to your your list of all those 90s artists we we go back to the beginning of hip-hop and and, yep. and uh, okay, a little so bit tell me earlier who. oh well i was you know melly mel ufo uh, utfo you know, utfo Roxanne, uh, Roxanne. Yeah, Roxanne, Roxanne. Uh, Houdini, Houdini. Run DMC. The Fat Boys. Uh, we brought yeah, the, fat the Fat Boys. Fat Boys are back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah Crush Group is one of the greatest movies of all time. Um, yes. All times, yeah. all times, yes. Um, so yeah. good. I, I, yeah, I, I remember those. Michael, obviously, was, Prince. You know. um, love the Gap yes. Band. Gap Band's one of my all-time favorites. Yes. My, listen, um, now my parents love the Gap Band. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know how I'm supposed to take that. Um, well, Charlie Wilson. That's that was kind of a that was harsh. Um, okay. I mean, there's so many. There, there's so many. Um, but you know, that led me into like I I always listened to you know the the the, the pop stuff too. But I I was always R and B. Like I told the story last week or a couple times rather that I my high school was close to home or my home, so I went home for lunch my senior year. Actually, the the guy that was doing a show with me last week. We almost didn't graduate because we had to go to night school because we didn't have enough credits. Um, because I would go home at lunch. I'd go home at lunch and watch Donnie Simpson on Video Soul, uh, and I would never yes. go back. I just, I'd record them. And, and that was the first time I was telling, that was the first time I heard DC talk is actually they played Heaven Bound on, on Video Soul. But that kind of led me to, you know, more gospel stuff. And um, I was, a, you know, Fred Hammond commissioned. I loved commission. Commission yeah. was like I always said at one point in my life, if I was on in like in the hospital and, and dying, I wanted uh, the commission album that I had the, you know, in. That's what I wanted <laughs> in my ears at the time. Commission um, was my first con- um, concert. I was going to ask you about Carmen your first concert. Commission. First concert was a Carmen and commission concert. We talked Thank about Carmen. Know. Yeah. 
my very first yeah i love carmen and he he because at that time he was doing like yeah. theatrics with his performances you know yeah. so yep yep so i love yeah. commission love we fred had, hammond yeah. we, had, we had brought yeah i i i i i was doing getting ready for another heartbeat radio episode i put the songs together for another episode and i ran across all those old songs uh and i was re, so i've been replaying them replaying them since but uh um, but I've, I've always loved that music and then it morphed into, you know, kind of integrating the, the worship music, not, not really worship music. I would say gospel first and then kind of contemporary Christian, but I was always, I've talked about this before and I'm probably going to get shot down for this, but you know, <laughs> for the most part, contemporary Christian music has so lame. Sorry for lack. It was just the production value was weak. It was for, for God, songs about God. A lot of it was very shallow and just, yes, it was, uh, it was just like, it was like elevator music. It was like, this is awful. It was, it was, it was wow. very, it was, it, it was shallow. I mean, you sound like my husband. Yeah. And so he's a, that hard gospel, mm-hmm. um, choir, you know, guy. And, and when we listen, he knows all the instruments that are playing, you know, so like his list would probably be similar to your list. Yeah. yeah and that's why I, I like, like some of the earlier artists are like, I, that's why the reason I liked well, even more so with Toby Mac is because he's he was he's cutting edge on stuff. And and Doug had mentioned like the yeah. hip hop stuff. He doesn't really do hip hop as much anymore. Um, but I mean, he's just so, so incredibly talented. But he was always pushing the envelope. The production value was yeah. so high, and he still is. So I always liked artists and in, in bands like that. Like right now, to me, Elevation Worship and Maverick City, like everything they do is gold right now amazing um, do you hear me uh, amazing I, mean, I love everything maverick city yeah, everything elevation collective everything yeah yeah um, me too yeah. i was just listening to make it right right before uh doug the video to that is just awesome i i, I love it um so yeah i am i am definitely gonna I, i'm definitely gonna listen to this and listen to this all the way through there's definitely some stuff i hear i don't know but i'm i'm familiar with it the artist anyhow so that's that's cool. Well, we've 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 been you know an hour and forty minutes. I told you I wouldn't keep you quite that long, but I do want to close with something uh, that I'm. We're going to try to close with uh, with everybody we have on the show. And again, I don't have a name for this segment yet. I lamely called it. It's as simple as one, two, three, four. It's so bad. I, so if you think of something, let me know. But it's basically four questions. It's more of a rapid fire thing. So I think you saw mm-hmm. them on your. Did you see them on your list? Hopefully, you saw them. Um, I don't know. Right, we'll see. Actually, <laughs> if you can't, if you can't, okay. if you can't answer, it's fine. But uh, they're more rapid fire uh, questions, so okay. you don't need to elaborate real hard on them. Um, so the first one is, what is one thing that God did good in your life last year? Brought my husband and I closer together. All right, that's a great one. The pandemic was great for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it was for us too. Ironically, um, you know, we go through a lot. So I think it wasn't for a lot of couples, but for a lot of couples, it wasn't. You know, it, it, know. it brought a lot of issues, um, you know, some of those family dynamics that are not healthy to life. And it was, I haven't read anything about like divorce rates or anything. Have you guys seen any numbers on, on that from through the pandemic? Early in the pandemic, I did abuse or divorce, yeah, I, but I, I haven't though, that, checked lately. Yeah, yeah. 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 A lot of the numbers went up bad, bad, bad stuff. But yeah, the bad um, stuff. I haven't, yeah. I haven't specifically heard anything yeah. on the, the divorce issue. Yeah, because a lot of couples I know said that, you know, again, they were able to spend time together like they had never had before, especially when they couldn't right. go to work. You know, they're taking yeah. walks together, you know, and that's the only thing you could mm-hmm. do is take a walk. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I thought it was, you know, I thought it was good. So, I, yeah, that, I, that's a great, great answer. Number two, what are two things uh, that you did last year to make you grow closer to God? 
Um, wow, that's interesting. Two things that I did. Oh, I have a new practice. So, um, you know, I, I decided I was going to do something different than what I normally do, which is read, pray, journal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had um, different practices, one uh, walking a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then I started a daily pause. And um, my pause was set for one minutes, three minutes, five minutes, and 10 minutes. And during that time, I'm literally pausing and giving everything and everyone over to the Lord. And I'm intentional, like stopping whatever I'm doing. And I started that last year. Did that have anything to do with Dr. Danny? No. So listen, Dr. Danny punctuated it. Because I started with another podcast that I listened to. And then when I saw the Dr. Danny thing, I was like, God, this really is what you're saying for me. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. That's what me. So Dr. Danny Friedland <laughs> was a, a gentleman in the group we were involved in. Just an amazing human. He passed away recently. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, that, that was that was that was tough. Um, yeah, he was he was so loving and gracious to me. He doesn't know me. Um, you know. I, I tried to come back to exchange a couple of different times when I was definitely not ready. Uh, and I was in one of the leadership groups and I couldn't, I couldn't do it. But Danny, Dr. Mm. Danny was, was so, so great to me. Um, so he's missed. Um, so, all right. No, so you had one, we had two, now we have three. What are three things that got in your way of your relationship with God last year? Pandemic. Oh. It didn't. Pandemic drew me closer. Um, three things that got in my way, the moments when I allowed my, my goals for my business to permeate my mind, you know, um, that got in my way learning. So embarrassed by that. So, um, my default when I'm stressed, unsure, uncertain is learn. Um, when I'm excited, I learn. <laughs> and when I'm stalling, I learn. And I think just diving in and signing up for too many things got in my way because um, it was just too many voices, all good stuff, but just not the right time. And one other thing that may have gotten in my way is probably my desire to lead a really great group. I um, I have a community that I lead called Significant Life. Mm-hmm. And it's for Christian women of influence. The whole goal of the community is to help us live, lead, and serve from an anchored place. And I found times when I was so focused on making sure the group had everything that they needed that I wasn't getting everything that I needed. So, um, yeah. Um, that opened the door for you, Doug. You're welcome. Doug had a, actually a question on that, uh, on your on your work Okay, a bit. go ahead. Yeah, and I, you can keep it short, um, but... Uh, I was thinking in light of, you know, you probably haven't read my book. Um, there's no expectation. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I asked the question, and it's the title of the book, Are We Doing Church Wrong? Um, and I was wondering, you know, in your experience, and probably one of the things at least that's propelled you, you know, to kind of take this journey with other women is that the church hasn't always been friendly uh, to women in leadership, to, you know, women doing anything other than being the, you know, the stay at home mom supportive of the husband, you know, doing ministry, all that stuff, you know, is, have you had to kind of navigate around it? I was trying to read as much as I could on your website about the things that you've been, you know, passionate about and the things that you've been teaching and training. 
I've got snippets here and there in some of the podcasts, but uh, you know, so it was a la- it was last minute for me to try to catch up on you know the things that God's put on your heart. So I was wondering, um, had you know, has your experience been that where you felt like you've been held back a little bit by you know I'll call it modern American church structure, uh, you know, or the women practice. you work with, yeah, yeah and the or the women you work with, and and you know, how have you navigated that? So <laughs> I know you said keep it short, but I'm a That's little right. naive when it comes to this. And I'm a, and this is why I say that. So I'm crazy enough to believe that I can do and be whatever it is that God is telling me to do or be. And so I was, I did experience it. I just didn't know it was it until I was like, oh, that's this, this happening to me too. I didn't even know, you know? Yeah. So um, like I was, you know, I was kind of like an accidental preacher you know, um, I wasn't trying to be a preacher. I just studied the word so I can live for God. And then all these sermons came out, you know, I wasn't try. I went to help the church with my gift of communication and marketing, because I felt like we have the best message and the worst way of sharing it. Mm. I didn't recognize the call that the Lord had on me until I got in these settings. And then when I try to go full steam ahead with it, I was met with all the stuff that they're talking about. It's like, oh, that was happening to me too. And so I was naive. I was like, it's not happening. You just got to do this. Oh, it's not. That's not it. You just need to do it this way. Oh, that's not it. You just need to do that. And then I realized, oh, that's it. So yes, um, I do know it. And um, and, I, and I've heard, I mean, I remember one time a, a leader that I love so much and I put so much respect on um, our relationship. He said to me that I was out of order. And so, you know, for a person that's trying to check all the boxes <laughs> and do what God's telling them, I, I, I mean, he, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I didn't ever want to be out of order. So I stopped serving leaders for eight months straight. Didn't even, didn't pitch anything in my business. Was like, you know, really just in a sunken state, read every journal that I ever wrote in. It's like, God, I thought I heard you, Father. If I missed you, just help me to see, you know, and I got journals dating back from 2006, 2001. So I'm going through every single thing. And I realized that was his thing. That was his stuff. Yeah. Because I I didn't fit the mold. I'm a woman. I'm African American. I'm young. I didn't go to seminary. How how could I be doing all these things? And then I'm leading pastors. And so while they come to me for marketing, I knew I know I can say today because because I'm anchored in who I am. But I wasn't right. always Jay. Um, and so I can say today, if someone comes to me for marketing, it's a message that the Lord wants to get to them. That's why they came to me. And so marketing is just, it's the entryway, but it's going to be some deep ministry work when during our time together, there's going to be some healing. The Lord's going to uncover their identity. You know, he is, that's really what Mark, all I do, I, I shared this on a podcast recently. I don't create brands. I uncover them. And so I'm not going to create this amazing brand for you. I'm going to cover the amazing thing that's already in you mm-hmm. because, because of the work, because my work with the Lord and my journey with the Lord is He's shown me who I really am and he helps me to see who people really are. And then the work just comes together. And so, um, yes, the short answer, I faced it. And, and, um, and what I do is help women and myself to overcome it. And it's not easy. It's not easy. I just don't have this. I don't lead with that, um, in my work. Um, because I don't feel like that was the, st- that's not the, the thing, the hill I'm going to die on mm-hmm. it, but it does come up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there are some things he wants me to say, it ain't fighting that agenda. You know, that ain't me. 
but but I can speak to it. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, you speak you, to it all. Sorry, go ahead, Doug. No, it's just go ahead, Jay. You say you. Well, I, I think you speak to it just how you live and how you approach things. You know, you don't. You know, maybe you don't even realize it, but uh, you know, people are seeing you. Women are seeing you, and how dynamic you are, and the roles that you play, and the people you serve, and and how you carry yourself in those. And that's, you know, that's what you know. That's the leadership for those women that you know is not yes. necessarily. Right. And it's, it's definitely inspiration, but it's also, you'll have opportunity to help them figure out, you know, that they can be exactly like you. And in the sense of you being able to be who you are, not be ashamed of it. Walk in your giftings yeah. And, yeah. Your giftings and callings. Uh, the one quote that stuck out to me today on your, um, uh, on, off your website was I will not carry what I do not own. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing maybe there, yeah. but no, I, uh, I listened to that me, podcast. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely love that. And I was thinking when you were actually ministering to Jay in the area of identity, right? That's a good word for him, right? He doesn't mm -hmm. have to carry what's not his. Yep. I mean, God sees him a certain way. Sometimes we carry things, whether it's guilt, shame, or condemnation on stuff that the enemy has said, this is yours. Mm -hmm. This is this is who you are. This is, you know, this, here's your failures, you know, carry that load. And, and God says, no, 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 that's not yours to bear. Yeah. You know, that's not who you are because that's not who I say you are. And yeah. I love that yeah. you're doing that with women. We have a sister church in Atlanta and uh, one of the co-leaders there is Anna Latshaw. She's, she's British, um, but she's she British. She's British. She is. <laughs> the accent and, is uh, amazing. <laughs> uh, she, she, um, she goes over to Uganda almost on a yearly basis mm -hmm. and does an empower women's conference there. So you guys have got to meet at some point in time. It's a, I think it's a divine connection. Um, but you know, so I really appreciate that because again, the church hasn't always been a safe place or a culture where they've allowed women to blossom and become who they are, uh, and who they're meant to be and who God wants them to be in the midst of, uh, you know, our, our culture, um, church culture. Yeah. And, you know, so I'm thankful that you're doing what you're doing and yeah. because it goes beyond the four walls of the church. It's, you know, not every woman is called to church ministry. Not every woman is called to Sunday morning, whatever it's, there's a lot of Monday through Fridays and Monday through Saturdays there, you know, that that's what they're gifted at. That's what they're called to. And they can do it with a kingdom perspective and, yes. and do it well and be influencers and, you know, make an impact. Uh, and, and gender shouldn't be a barrier at all in that, especially again, from the church's perspective. So I'm hoping that we're going to see a change. My spiritual dad is, is putting out a, a, a book very soon called Unleashed where he's, he's mm. diving into the scriptures and how we've misinterpreted a lot of the scriptures in relationship to women that's been a barrier in holding women back. So I'm hoping that that becomes a bestseller and, and sets church culture free to allow women to really be who God has made them to be and do what God has called them to do. Amen. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's funny because I, I thought, I, I saw that same podcast or saw this, and that's what I listened, that's what spoke to me today too, and it was very helpful. I never really thought about it in those terms, but it just made so much sense when you were talking about it. I'm like, that's, yeah, that's where I'm at. And like, well, I guess the stuff that I, like the the remnants of that I'm still holding on to, like that's, it's not as much now that I'm carrying, um, but mm -hmm. I need to unload that. Um, and it was a reminder and a kind of encouragement and inspiration to, to do that. But it's funny that we both picked up on the same same thing so 
Oh, yeah. Uh, last time. Yeah, you got me. All right, last one. Last one, and I'll let you go. Um, and let you okay. go close with any words you want to close with. But uh, what are four things you will do this coming year that will strengthen your relationship with God or continue to do? Four. <clears throat> um, linger longer. That's number one. Mm. Um, yeah, I will linger longer. What, me- I won't rush past whatever it is. So if the Lord gives me just one verse and I'm lingering on that one verse, all year long, I'm lingering longer, whatever it is, whatever the theme, whatever the the impression, whatever it is, I'm lingering longer. When you shared your words at the beginning, I was like, man, you know, I pray every year into my words as well. And I got a word, I normally start in October, but I'm still really on last year's word. I feel like that is the word for this season and it's continuing and and that is okay. So I I commit to lingering longer. Um, The second thing is the scripture I share with you in Romans 8 verse 6 is to be intentional about my mind being governed by the spirit of God. Even if that means I got to slow down, Mm -hmm. which is you can tell I talk fast when I get excited and, you know, I love I'm, when I'm passionate, I want to just move fast. Right. And so, but I'm okay with being governed by the spirit of God, even if that means I'm going to go slower. The third thing is um, take nothing for granted. I'm taking no moment for granted, um, no opportunity for granted, no conversation for granted. You know, I just, I don't know that I did in times past, but I'm really more intentional about it um, now. And I think not taking anything for granted allows me to see the Lord at work. Um, and here's the, my fourth one. I am committed to um, seeing the value that God sees on my voice. So I know he sees great value in my voice. And I think I've underestimated it for a very long time. You know, um, one of the reasons why I showed up today is because he's placed great value on my voice and I've been like downplaying it. And so I'm like, I'm going to show up because God, you think my voice is valuable enough to sit with those two guys and I'm going to come. So that's, that's awesome. That's so, I mean, that, that is so awesome. It's a great way to end that because that's kind of, again, that's kind of how my, my thinking right now too, is I don't know why he's calling me to do these things and asking me to do them. I, I don't quite get it yet, but um, I'm, I'm going to continue to do it. I'm going to continue to do it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what he thinks other people are going to get about out from my talking about my story or, or having guests on the show. I don't know, but I'm going to. I loved how you put that. It was so it was eloquent and much better than I could have put it. But I, I feel you. I feel you. Like all all four of those were were things yeah. that I. So, I'll, I'm going to say this. Uh, because I just did the math in my head. Um, now, Uh-oh. Janice, did you say 44 or 43? 44. 44. Okay. So you mm-hmm. and I have both been Christians for 35 years. Wow. Yes. And that means we got saved in the same year, which is pretty awesome. Ah. Um, but Jay, oh. I want to say to you, your voice is also significant and that's and it, and it has value and it has, how did you phrase it, Janice? How did you say my voice is? It, listen, I don't know. I have to listen to the replay, but I know it is valuable to God and <laughs> it's a, go. it value. has great value. Right. Yeah. It has great, great value. value. Right. Okay. Jay, your I'm voice has great value and you don't have to be a Christian for 35 years to yeah. get to that place. Right. <laughs> right. The Lord's going to use you right now where you're at, you know, as, as young as you may feel as inexperienced as you may be you know in in 
doing this type of thing, you know, and so I, I just want to echo that and say, you know, this is a confirmation back on the conversations we were having about identity, about, you know, who God has made you to be. And that's why God's called you to do this. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so I, that's perfect. I think it was, it's a great kind of bookend yeah. to everything that's been discussed uh, on the show tonight. And Janice, I'm looking forward to hearing more about what you do. And do you have any books out? Have, I'm sorry, I have one that's coming um, okay, and it's, it's expand your reach without emptying your pockets. How Christian nice. leaders can build brand and expand their vision. Um, I actually was on the phone with my publisher today. So that's coming out soon. Yay. It's a reprint of a book that I published. Yeah. And I want to get your book because I want to read it and I want to discuss it. So I yes. want to, because I love the title. It's compelling and I might have something to contribute to the conversation. So. All right. All right. <laughs> Yay. Well, Janice, thank you. Thank you again. Um, this was, you know, more than I even imagined. I wasn't, I, I I'm going to re-listen the show. Uh, um, cause there's so much that you know, I didn't, I don't, I don't have our time taking notes. So, um, you delivered so much more to me personally than I ever, I, I, I didn't, I don't, I guess I didn't expect to get that. I wanted to learn about your story and, and more, learn more about you and, and hear how God's working in your life. But obviously, you know, part of God's plan for me is you working in my life tonight. So I, I thank you. I thank you for that. Um, anything you want to say at the end downstairs, she downstairs, she downstairs. She's going down, down. So sorry. They came by. That's why. That's they, why. They say, hey, and they go. <laughs> <Yes. All right. laughs> but I just want to say, thank you. I, I want to say thank you for this opportunity. And I just want to echo what Doug said. Um, your story is amazing. I cried listening to your story. Your story caused me to just stop and see God and see his hand at work um, and to see how intentional he is and how much he loves us. And um, it was so refreshing. And it was like, and it, it gave me an experience with God that I've never had before. And your voice matters greatly. And so the fact that you're obedient to the voice of the Lord, even by just showing up to do this, um, will go further than what you think. And there are going to be some people that would be like me and send you a message, but there'll be others who will never say anything, but trust their entire lives are going to be changed and impacted. I mean, like when I listened, I was like, OMG, Father God, the power of the Lord is on this man. That's literally what I felt. And um, and so I um I just I want to encourage you not to downplay who you are or second guess God moving and how he's moving. It's at the right time. You know, it's at the right time. You're not late. Um, it's at the right time. And and he's doing it in such a beautiful way. And so you don't have to wait to be on the other side. You know, I don't I don't feel like there's a waiting to the other yeah. side. It's just like enjoying the entire journey. Um, you know, I I when I began to enjoy the journey and embrace it for what it is. It was then that I began to live my significant life. Before I was living life, but I'm living my significant yeah. life because I am now committed to living and loving this journey. I'm not waiting for, my husband says often, um, you used to say it a lot, you know, man, honey, I wish you would, I would have met you sooner. And I was like, but I wasn't the woman that I right, am today right. sooner. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm glad you met me when you did. And, um, and I just want to encourage you and the listeners, um, you know, to embrace where we are now. God makes no mistakes. He yeah. makes no mistakes. He could speed it up if he wanted to, but he didn't. And so um, I'm just happy that he chose me 
to connect you and I at this yeah. time. We could anybody could have been in that breakout room with us. I know it's but crazy. It was you and I, you crazy. know, it is so crazy. And so I just I'm grateful and I and I love you and I love what you're doing. And anytime um, you want to call on me, call me. You want to pray, pray. Um, you reach out, reach out. I mean, this was such an honor and a blessing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, hey, Doug, we good. We're like, I'm, I'm wiped. <laughs> like, uh, an, another great podcast, yeah. great guests, yeah. great stories, great songs, great testimonies. Uh, yeah, I think we deserve some rest. So let's, uh, let's go enjoy that. All right. Thank you so much. Janice, uh, I'll, 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 I'll touch base. And after I decompress okay. from this, cause I'm, but I love you. Thank you. I'm so, so love thankful you. that God brought you into my life and, and brought you on the show. So. Amen. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Y'all have a good Thank night. You. Thank you. Too, you. Thank you. you. Blessings. Bye. All right. Well, there we are. Hold on. There we go. There we go. All right. There we go. All right. So we're, yeah, we're still live, but uh, Janice is gone. So yeah, that was, well, I'm, <laughs> I was so beat going into this and knew that I could, you know, muster the energy to get through this. And that was, I, I, I didn't think I was going to be emotionally drained <laughs> even more. So tomorrow is going to be a disaster uh, for me. Um, uh, she's awesome. It. I'm so, I'm so <laughs> thankful that, you know, I remember yeah. that breakout room, you know, I was just like, uh, just, again, this was before the heart attack and before this part of the journey was, yeah, I, again, I had started reconnecting with God and it was already in the works and, and, um, and it just, again, is one of those moments where God placed her, uh, in that, in that, uh, breakout room. And I, and I knew that we had a walk to go together. So uh, I'm thankful that she was able to come on and short notice too. Amen. Amen. God, God had it his timing. Yes. All right, brother, we're going to sign off. And then next week we'll dive back into, uh, uh, are we doing church wrong? Probably do some recap. And uh, yep. still some family stuff, Doug. Are we going to move on to the second, uh, the bride? Are I, we... I think we're I think we're ready for for a little bit more family. Okay, and it'll set us up well for the bride. We'll do that next. All right, cool. Because I have I, I have a lot of questions now that I have all my notes back, um, or at least I can see them with that tiny little font. Um, <laughs> so yeah, thanks. Yeah, I didn't I didn't pay attention to the chat. If anything came in, I didn't see anything come in. Uh, <clears throat> but. Uh, Again, this will live on forever on Facebook and YouTube and everywhere else. So um, this was awesome. Leave us your comments, everybody. Yes, yes. All right. I'm looking at my all my gear, trying to figure out what to do next. My brain is at its very end. I think I need to go to this screen and turn on that button, I think. Okay. All Hopefully. right. All right. So, to, so we we'll see you next week, everybody. Peace out.